Welcome back to the stupidest podcast. This is your main host, Justin Van Deventer, and with me is that second rate, you know, that other guy, the little guy on this podcast, the number two man, the bald headed, bearded son of a bitch. You know who I'm talking about. Thought you just introduced yourself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> The number two guy is Justin Van Deventer. <laughs> the main guy, he, he messed up at the beginning. The main guy is Justin Rademacher. Uh, what's going on, buddy? Much, man. I just uh, got done recording an episode of the Stupidest Podcast. Nice. It was pretty fun. Yeah, it was it was a fun episode. Man. It was a great episode, um, dude. Yeah, it, it was fun. We had uh, Eamon on, and he's uh, he's a good one. We got a lot of different places, which is fun. So we got hit a lot of different emotions, which is awesome. Yeah. Love doing that in the, the episodes. And, uh, but yeah, otherwise, I've been uh, working. Obviously, we, we both work, so we've been doing that. Working at the casino, uh, playing disc golf. Just had our disc golf day. Josh and I got together and played three di- – or actually four different courses, which was awesome. We uh, were going to do – well, technically, we stopped playing after one of them because we lost a disc and it took a while to find but then we found it and then decided to leave because it was a it was spirit mountain in duluth nice. and it's just a it's a hike it's a lot of hiking and so we were on hole six lost a disc and we're like after we found it we're like yeah let's just let's head home let's play the home course so we did that for a bit um Obviously doing stand-up had a, a few shows lately uh, which went really well we had the pedro show when amazing emily rock killed it on that one uh we had a lot of good comedians on that that bill as well um got a couple shows coming up obviously uh this one is we're gonna have joe Mosier and friends that's already done in the past after this gets released but um and then obviously we do a lot of open mics so wednesdays and thursdays and fridays are what i do most of the time but we do have one on tuesday nights as well we talk about that in the episode um yeah other than that not a whole lot, just kind of the same old stuff. How about you? Same old, same old, man. Getting ready for uh, fall cleanups at work, so getting the equipment ready for that. And uh, Gracie's firing away at school. And, uh, bowling, bowling's going great right now, man. I average is freaking up there. What you were saying, yeah, that's what you said last episode. Uh, what's uh, what's your average right now? Two thirty-four. So did it go up? I think so. I shot another seven hundred last week. Dang, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty sweet. You, uh, you should get a belt or something for that. Right? I should. I should get one yeah. of those belts. I got to talk to you about that. Might you might? Uh, yeah, you might have to talk to Eamon about that, dude. He was talking about his belt. We we talk about a belt in the episode. He's got a championship belt. He is the champion. Eamon is the champion. And it's a sick belt. Like, I want to get one so bad. He was just telling me a little bit about it before before he left. But, uh, yeah, it's sick. I kind of want to get one now. That's pretty sweet. So, should we... Uh... Like I said, we got uh, a special guest here tonight. We oh. got Eamon from the uh, Duluth, uh, the Twin Port Comedy. Um, he's an amazing comedian, amazing guy. Uh, he just wants to spread love like that's that's his goal he wants to spread love and joy and he does an amazing job of it you're gonna you're gonna see it in this episode you're gonna feel the 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 genuineness that he has of comedy of the people in the community 
Um, he's just he, he genuinely just a loving person. Uh, he's a teddy bear, a lovable yeah. teddy bear. He calls himself. Um, he's a great guy. He is. He is. He's a he's a lovable teddy bear for sure. So should we get into this? Yeah. Well, I, yes. Let's get into it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Eamon. And uh, here we go. Here it is. Okay, so we're here with Eamon. Eamon, I got the first question for you. Uh, so what inspired you to get into stand-up comedy? Uh, what inspired me was uh, I grew up, you know, we didn't have cable TV <laughs> pretty much. So um, I grew up watching a bunch of uh, SNL skits, you know, the best of Eddie Murphy, mm, yeah, uh, Richard Pryor, watched things like that, you know, growing up. Uh, Red Fox, bunch of Red Fox. Those are all amazing comedians. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, uh, Richard Pryor, that's Vandy's goat. That's his his number one. He thinks he's the best comedian. Yes, definitely. He's definitely he's up there top. Yep. Yeah, his his favorite comedian is Burt Kreischer. Oh, I, yeah. His favorite comedian is different than his goat, but um, he he loves Burt Kreischer's his his number. Number one favorite. That's something else we have in common there, then. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. We can get into that, too, a little later. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, sweet. So, obviously, all those uh, comedians, like, inspired you to, to get into it. But, like, what was the thing that, like, inspired you to, like, yourself get on stage? Uh, the thing that inspired me, uh, I had two choices at my point where I was in life. Um, my two choices were either do a bunch of drugs and jump off the high bridge or try comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, no, seriously though. Um, it's something I always wanted to do. I just put it on the back burner because me being a dad and I was in a 20 year relationship. <laughs> so I kind of like put all my goals towards the back. Okay. Yeah. Which I mean makes sense like when you have those responsibilities like you want to put those in front and and make sure that you're you're doing well there before you right right yeah, yeah. life life I, I learned it's all about balance yeah still learning here so oh I, you learn every day <laughs> right like, i'm i'm learning new things every day and yeah life is is just crazy it it hits you sometimes <laughs> yeah no doubt but yeah um Pretty much just, I grew up watching a bunch of stand-up comedians like Red Fox. Uh, recently, uh, Burt, Burt Kreischer, you know, like we mentioned before. Yep. Uh, even Bill Burr. Oh yeah, Bill Burr, he's, he's real good. Um, then there's some comedians out of Chicago that I love, uh, Godfrey. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty funny. Oh yeah. And, uh, Calvin, Calvin Evans. Kelvin, I don't know if I know that name. Actually. Yeah, I know that name. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So he's it's Chicago. He's from Chicago yeah. also, and yeah, I grew up in Springfield, Illinois, which oh. is uh, that's uh, south of Chicago. There. Yeah. That's pretty, cool. Pretty, pretty rough, but yeah. Shout out to Springfield, Illinois. There we go. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. We have like 90% of the population there that listens to this podcast. So. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. Well, let's, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Definitely. 
But oh, that's cool. So what brought you, I guess, up to like the, the Duluth area then? Uh, what brought me up here? I can't really get into the specifics. Oh, no, that, uh, that's fine. Maybe uh, when I come out with a book or something, you know, in a couple of years. There but... you go. Sweet. Just <laughs> no, all, but... all I ask is mention the stupidest podcast in the book. That's all. That's how. Hey, hey <laughs> this is perfect for me then because yeah. I did some stupid things, made some mistakes in my past, and I came up here just to like you know hang out with a roommate of mine. Okay, and. I hadn't seen him in a couple years, so he said, come on up here, hang out, you know. I said, oh, I'll come up here. Didn't know I was, like, near Canada, <laughs> you know, but I think it was, like, the end of April when we got up here, and there was, like, a horrible blizzard. It was, like, 2001. Okay. Yeah. Dang. Oh, so, yeah. Yep. I've been up here, like, pretty much half my life. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. And especially to have that, like, I don't know, I, I, I've i always thought about moving, but I've never really had the, the the ability to do it. I just haven't haven't made that that leap, I guess. So I, I commend you for making that leap because that's a tough one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Getting out of your comfort zone, going to a new place that you don't really know, but then making it your home. Yeah, it's home now. Yeah. Love it here. Uh, great people here. Like lots of laughs. Lots of, you know, ups and downs, but we know we keep, we keep it moving. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just so cool to have like the, the comedy community because it's always supportive and you can always just always rely on us and just. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Well, when I miss my family back at home, like I think about you guys a lot. <laughs> well, not Joe Mosier too much, but you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, Joe, I love you, man. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but yeah, I love the atmosphere here where everyone treats each other like family. Like we go hang out, we go have a couple beers or something. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, it's just such a close knit community, and like obviously, like like in any family, you're like you're gonna have some people that don't necessarily get along all the time, right. but then it's usually smashed and it's it, it's in the past and then we just move on and yes. do more shows together and i love it shout out to everyone with twin ports you know the, the local comedians up here yep there's nights where not even with the comedy i i had rough nights and people like emily rock pete yeah you know dustin they helped me get through some things just like seeing hearing laughter because I think this is how I feel about it. Love is greater than hate, right? Oh, yeah. So what we do on stage, we bring laughter, which is an element of love. So what we're doing is spreading love. That's... Uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's amazing. I love the way that you, you put that. Cause, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's the whole goal is we want to we wanna spread the love and we want to make sure that... The world is a little bit happier place, a little bit funnier place because right. we're telling some jokes in it. Right. Some of us, we might be a little fucked up in the head, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but nothing therapy can't take care of yeah. it and jumping on the stage. Yeah. You know? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what style of comedy do you perform on stage? Do you like yeah. the style you have and what style would you want to do if you could choose? I think um, mainly what I try to capture is like uh, storytelling. 
I'm not, I'm not really sure if I have a style, but, um, I think I have so many stories from my past and like most of it is like the movies we watch where you're like, Hey, this is based on a true story, you know, where all of it isn't like a hundred percent fact, but you know, I, I swing things here and there, but for the most part, it's just like true stories. Yeah. So I'd say I'm a storyteller. Yeah, and I feel like you'll, like, in comedy, like, that is a lot of comedians do. Like, they, they usually start the joke based on a true story, but then you have to usually, like, have uh, maybe not necessarily all fabrication, but, like, uh, exaggerate the truth a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. just, just to make it a little funny and just have, to have that punch and to make sure that you, you connect with the audience. And, right. Yeah, maybe make it a little bit more universal for, for more people to laugh. And and that depends on the crowd also. Yeah. Um, I just started doing that recently where I try to get the crowd involved more mm-hmm. with, with my sets. So that's something um, I've been afraid of in the past because I'm always like, oh, no, what are they going to say? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's it's tough because then you have to do a little bit of improv, too, just kind of because you don't know what they're going to say or how they're going to react. And Yes, definitely. Which is, which is awesome. Like, it's... I love it. It's yeah. like a roller coaster ride. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, I, yeah Roddy, Roddy's good at all of those things. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I do so much crowd work. You. You can't even. I think all of. I think ninety percent of my set is crowd work. I'm just kidding. None and of true it. stories. And true stories about yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I do. I'm a storyteller guy. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know how you do what you do though. Like I. I try to practice, you know, like the one-liners and yeah. it seems even more difficult. Okay. So I, I love writing too. Like I'll think about something that happened, like maybe a lot of times at Quick Trip. Okay. Yep. Things funny happen and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. But like with you, you're like, I love like the queef joke. <laughs> I'm like, how does he come up with that? <laughs> yeah, that was that one actually came from a true story. Like that was like my friend literally. Um, I was talking to my friend, and I'm like, she's like, well, you could you you can't write a joke about everything. I'm like, I can write a joke about a lot of things. Like I I feel like I could. And she's like, well, I bet you couldn't write a joke about queefs. And I'm I literally sent back. And it, uh, she got a, a huge laugh. So I'm like, I'm going to bring that to the stage because I thought that was hilarious. And it ended up being it's one of my uh, my better ones. So <laughs> I love that joke. Pause. <laughs> Pause. I love it, though. I yeah. love it. But yeah, no, I, I know you said that my style is harder, but I would say the opposite, or at least in my mind, because my mind works in one liners. And like, so my mind is everywhere all the time. And mm-hmm. so, like, I just I jump jump from one thing to the next, one thing to the next, and so that my brain just functions that way. Like, if it, if I'm doing a story, I feel like I'm good at telling stories like here, but like this isn't the same as doing stand up because like there, there's not punches every like 15 seconds like you're supposed to have, and mm-hmm. so I, I have a lot of filler, and obviously like that's okay in a podcast. Like you want to be able to to maintain everybody's attention, but. In stand-up, you want to maintain everybody's attention with punches. Right. And it's tough for me to add punches to a story. I can I can turn a, a huge story, because I have a story that I wanted to work on with my brother that passed away. 
but I ended up turning that into two one-liners. I literally wrote like a five to ten minute bit like about my brother and it ended up being two one-liners. Oh. <laughs> I just Those were the two punches that hit the hardest, so I just narrowed it down to that and now I kept those. Okay. So I started making minute, a story. The five-minute bit was pretty good though. Well, it was it was good, but it just didn't have as many punches like as often as I wanted them. So I just didn't want to. I don't know. And it was also had some emotion to it. Like obviously, my brother passed away, so there's going to be a little bit of emotion in there. Right. But my condolences I, well, too. Thank you, thank you. It, it was 2013, so it was, it's been a while. But yeah, it's obviously it never goes away. Right. But um. But yeah, so I, I wrote that, and it just. I don't know. I, I, I can tell the story, but I, I feel like it's going to be different on stage because I'm going to have some punches. I'm just not going to have as many as I, I want, especially mm-hmm. since I've been writing one-liners where I like can tell like six, seven, eight jokes in one minute <laughs> rather than like yeah, sometimes one you... story in five minutes. Right. So Well, with me and the stories I tell, like there's definitely uh, punches involved. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially yeah. Um, more the more I talk about my mom growing up, but yeah. you know I love her to death. But like, yeah, she she had hands on her, <laughs> and she taught me even to this day. Like uh, when I'm dealing with my anxiety before I get on stage or whatever, I'm thinking fight or flight. Well, I got to fight because I was younger. My mom would make me even run back to the bus stop and like fight kids older than me okay and I, I used to run and i ran once and she made me go back out and fight the two guys and oh wow so that taught me mm. like don't run like you know face your problems yeah so that's what i do when i'm about to get on stage yeah so you just like go back to that mindset where you're like okay well i ran last time and it it didn't work in my favor. I had to go back and do it anyway, so might as well just get it over with now and not have to worry yeah. about the consequences later type thing, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a tough lesson to learn, I guess. Like hey, the hard way, but it works. Yep. We, as long as you learn. Yeah, I was gonna say you <laughs> yeah. you learned it. It it stuck <laughs> with you, especially if you're using it in in other like things like comedy and stuff like that. Like I'm sure you use it in other things in life too, where you're just like you come up to something and you're just like, okay, well. Now is it. I got to I got to do it. Got to face it. Yeah. Got to face it. No, I like that a lot. I I I want to start doing that too cuz like every now and then I I feel the same kind of uh you hit that crossroads where you're like hit fight, flight or flight, fight or flight. And uh yeah, sometimes I I run and I regret it. And so I just need to I think put a little more fight in there and just go go for it, you know. Yeah, go for it. Like who cares? We fail. Yeah. We're all human. We we're here. We fail. Who gives a fuck? Can yeah. I say fuck? Yo, you can uh, say as much as you want. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Just yeah. go out and do you. Yep. That's how I feel. Yeah. That- yeah. The way I look, the way I look at it too is like, I ain't gonna see ninety percent of these people ever again anyway. Right, Vandy. There you yep, go. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I and that's kind of like I love the podcast that way too because I also just want to be myself and so like. I'm I'm myself on stage, but I'm a different version of myself on stage because obviously, like I'm telling my one-liners. Where here, I'm just myself talking, mm-hmm. and I want to bring this to the stage, but also have the punchlines and everything. But again, I'm bringing a different version of myself on stage because, like, m- my mind is more on stage because 
that's how my mind thinks. So I'm like, when I'm driving, I usually have a, a million other different things. Like, okay, well, I got, I got to think about rent. I got to think about well, my car. I got to get that uh-huh. fixed. I got to go get the oil. I, so I have a million different things going on in my head and I get it all done. Like I, it, it, like in my set, I get all of my jokes done, but then I don't have a story and it's not. Eh. Do you get like tunnel vision when you're on stage, you know, where you, there you go. I get a little, yeah. Some it all, it all depends on the show, I guess. Um, sometimes I get tunnel vision, and I'm I'm more focused on individual jokes. Um, where other times I am thinking about all of my jokes together, all at the same time, while I'm saying my jokes, and it's I don't know, like I'm trying to think what the next one is, but also my my mind also wanders so i'll be like saying the joke and i'm like okay this is the next joke but then i already think down the road i'm like okay in five jokes i'm gonna say something or like i i know i'm gonna be getting to the queef joke or whatever yeah yeah and so i have that joke i'm oh that one's gonna hit and i'm like okay now i forgot what my joke was because i'm thinking about the queef joke like (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm glad you like that one that's that's one of my favorites too (laughs) but yeah so that's i don't know um so I know you talked a little bit about this uh, in the first question, but so who are some of your biggest influences in comedy and who is your favorite comedian right now? Uh, right now, it's between uh, Bert and I'd say uh, this guy's out of Chicago also, I believe, uh, Dion Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I know yeah. Dion Cole. I, I didn't know he's from Chicago, but yeah. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, and um, yeah, I love his love his approach like sometimes you'll hear me on stage say you know fuck you guys that's funny <laughs> yep, <laughs> you yep. know I, I don't know if people are laughing or not because i'm in a zone myself yep but like for me to say that and that's not you know something i'd normally say to people yep and they take it and they love it like <laughs> You know, that's something I'm influenced from, like, Dion Cole. He's, like, he's got that attitude. Kind of like Pete that was on a couple of episodes ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just doesn't give a fuck. Like, yep. fuck you. Like, I'm going to talk, I'm going to tell my, what I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you how I, how I feel, how I'm exactly. thinking right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's really cool. Especially, like, especially when you're on stage. Because, like, I don't know, it could either hit and be, a like, a great thing or it could not land and all of a sudden you you feel like you bombed but then maybe somebody actually connected really hard with it like it, mm-hmm. it you never know like I've, I've had shows where i felt like i didn't do great and then i've had somebody come up to me and hey great set You're yes like, oh thanks it didn't sound like it but <laughs> you take it and you check okay yeah. that's a good feeling let exactly. me let me run with that next time yep so yeah the I'd say to answer your question though, like, yeah, Dion Cole, uh, not too many like mainstream guys. Like I look up to them, but I really like locally, like Pat DeGeese, yep. Danielle, uh, Pete, like those guys, like I look up to them, like, wow, like that's amazing. Like Bob. Yeah. Like you guys, what you do is like when I get on stage and I talk about that. It's real because I can't believe, like, you guys get on stage and you're, like, brave enough to, like, okay, I'm going to share this, share my stories, and make people laugh. That's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. That's why I got into this. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, because 
Yeah, like, these people that you, you were mentioning locally, if you guys don't know who they are, they are very inspirational. Like, yes. just seeing every, like, and you see them, like, every single week, multiple times a week sometimes. And it's it's crazy because you see the progression. So it's it's just fun to watch everybody grow. And it's also fun to watch the community grow. And it's it's just, I don't know, it's really fun and it's so entertaining, but it's also so inspirational that it's... Yeah, it inspires me. There's times where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I have so many thoughts and ideas I want to, like, run across. And I get inspired by people like Dustin, Dustin Fawcett. Yep. He'll tell me, like, keep going. Like, we miss you, Sam Bondis. Like, yeah. those, like hearing that, even you, yeah. Roddy, like, you tell me. Like, get back on, on the open mics. Yeah. Where I, I take time off because I've been so busy being a dad, but uh, I think I should find more time to, like, at least do a minimum of, like, uh, two two open mics at least per week. Yeah. Well, especially now that we're starting to get a few more open mics, it's, it's going to be yes. a little bit easier. I know it's not easy to hit all of them, but we have one. Um, I know the Monday one. I don't know if they did it this week. I don't know if that's like a once a month thing or not. I have to look into that one. Uh, but we do have the Tuesday one at the Caddyshack. Right. Wednesdays right. at Superior Tavern. Thursdays at Dublin's and then Friday at Dublin's. So it's, that's it's getting right. There. That's yeah. right. We have uh late night Fridays at Dublin's, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Starting at 1030. So that one's a late one, but. It's it's an interesting one too because it's it's a different crowd than you're you're used to at at Dublin's normally because it's a little bit later so you got a younger crowd and they're a little bit rowdy because they've had a few drinks in them right so. well that's a positive because, yeah exactly you, know, you love to see like the different types of uh, crowds yep and it gives you a, a different muscle to work on yeah yeah I love the difference from me like doing something on stage here at an open mic. To like going down to the cities or down to Springfield, it's like a different vibe, but like it's all love. Like, yeah, yeah, you're still spreading. Yeah, yeah you're still spreading the yeah. love, no matter where where you do the open mic. Yeah, exactly. Nah. <laughs> when was the first time you ever went on stage, and what was it like? And then where oh, did you say? Oh boy. Um. Yeah, the first time uh, was at Dublin's. Okay. And that was, um, I'd say, about 16, 17 months ago. Okay. A little, little under two years ago. Yeah, so we started around the same time then. Right. Yeah. You started the exact same night, right? Did we start on the exact Maybe same night? I told the stripper joke. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. I didn't know we started on the exact same night. That's awesome. uh, The thing with that night, um, I didn't want to get on stage, but um, there was some other like comedians like uh, Frankie. Yep. And she said, hey, you got this. Like, get up there. So I did it and I I actually got booed. I I think I did good. good. Oh, yeah. But someone yelled out, you, you suck, you're bad. What? But it was all good because it, it forced me to like, okay, keep going. Yeah. Let me like make them satisfied as well. Yeah. 
I didn't know like that I'd make them satisfied like a few months later when I'm fixing their like shower rod. But <laughs> you did it though. You did it. It did. It doesn't matter how you did it. I won't mention who it is, but I, I love them. <laughs> you know, yeah, but we're we're cool now, and it was all in fun. It was like sometimes you get tough love. Yeah, like someone to heckle you just to like yeah, say you, you can rip on Joe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <There he is. laughs> That's fine. Well, Vandy was there that night too. Okay. Yeah, Vandy's the one that actually inspired me to get up on the stage because we were actually there. We were just going to play darts or whatever because we heard about the open mic. Wow. And uh, I hadn't done it in like eight months at that point. And so Vandy was like, yeah, dude, like, let's see if they got the, the open mic. You should go see if you can sign up. And I signed up and uh, obviously I've been doing it ever since. Oh, so We popped it on, on the same night. Yep, on exactly. The same night. Hey, Vandy, that's wild that you remember that, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I liked your set. I remembered your set. Okay. <laughs> I, I had no idea what I was doing, but yeah, all the love I got. Uh, it kept me going. Yeah, that's. I was like, I can do this. I just need to put in the work. Yep. So, and even when you when you have a set that you don't feel as as confident in or whatever, mm-hmm. it still it still helps you get that because you're like, well, I know I can do better, and it just kind of you're like, okay, well, now I'm gonna fight and I'm gonna get get a little bit better next time and yeah, make that, sure I get it. And when I go down to the cities, and uh, I think that gives me more confidence also because I remember the first time I went and got on, like, the Comedy Corner Underground. Yeah, yep. And there was a, like, packed house down there. And when I got on stage towards the end, everyone got up and just left, you know. So it taught me to, like, it doesn't matter if there's one or two people in the audience, you keep going, give it a hundred percent and then you're growing from that. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. I feel like I've had that happen too, where you, you are doing your set, but like a lot of the people leave before you get to your set. Right. You still want to like do well. Like you don't want to just like, I don't know, just shove it off because there's only like three people. Like those three people are still here to see you. Like, you don't want to ruin their nights, you know? Exactly. I like, feel like you treat every single person like they're VIP. I like so. that. That's really cool. So even if you were just to do a show, just basically just pretend like, okay, well, those people, they didn't, they don't get this show, but these guys, these are, these are the people that are getting my show. So I need to make sure that I show up right, for them. For them. Yeah. That's my, that's my philosophy. I like that philosophy. What do you think, Vandy? Yeah, absolutely. You you play to those three people, and those three people tell another three people. Pretty soon, you got to pack that crowd mm-hmm. yeah. when, you're, when you're ready. Right, right. Your yeah. shit's good. And so, yeah, I love putting in the work for it. Like I'm sitting at home watching like Bluey with my seven year old daughter, and I'm thinking of jokes. You know, so I know that my mindset is there. Yeah. It's just, it's all about like getting up on stage, getting in front of people, getting that routine down. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get that, that, yeah, get it cleaned up, make sure that you like get your punches in. And then the next time you can just brush it off, make it a little bit better, take off the, the cobwebs or whatever that didn't, didn't work. And then you're, you're good to go. And now you have a better, five minutes yeah just tweak it a little yeah, yeah exactly yeah. 
Yeah, or like if you have a like a one-liner in there or whatever that doesn't work, maybe just tweak the story a little bit and then you can just get it to a different point of view. Like you can even like, I don't know, maybe add an act out. Like there's a lot of different things you can do in comedy that like, which is why I love it, yes. uh, especially as a one-liner guy because like I can do that, add an act out, and then I have another quote-unquote punchline that I can maybe add to that, like a tag or whatever. And when you try it those different ways, you you get different reactions also. Mm-hmm. So it's all building. Yeah. 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 I, I, I really appreciate a storyteller comedian, though, because, like, the way you guys do it, you guys are both storytellers. Like, you can build the story itself. Like, I, uh, I really appreciate that because, like, it, 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 you can, as you follow it, it just builds and builds and builds. And then you can build the laughter along with that. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> I need to learn how to do that. I, I still haven't yet, but. Like I said, I, I try to write them, but then all of a sudden I get two one-liners from it because I'm like, ah, oh, I don't need this. Oh, I don't need this. Oh, I don't need this. And so it just narrows it down because I'm like, I'm so worried about wasting time. But Definitely. Yeah, I, I go back and, you know, Danielle, she's really good at this and I love her for it. She uh tapes our, our open mics at Dublin's. Yes. Sometimes I'm able to go back and look and see, okay, this is what I did wrong. Okay, I didn't want to go this way with the joke. I kind of like, you know, ad-libbed or freestyled, but this is what I can do better because even one or two words can, like, make a joke. Yeah. So the one or two words can make the joke or just the way that you say one yes, or two words can yes. make a joke like that that can change everything just the way you deliver it can can change it it could be something hilarious and but if you like just kind of fall flat or whatever like you don't have the confidence in the joke like the joke's going to fall flat cuz you didn't give yeah, your it your energy yeah your yeah, energy was out energy, of it yeah yeah no, i can see that for sure I mean, the pause breaks can make it too, you know? I mean, there's so many things. It's the pause in the right time can, can totally change the joke. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Even not saying something can, can right. change it. I notice I do that a lot and I laugh at myself. <laughs> I laugh. I'm laugh. It seems like I'm laughing at my own jokes, but really I'm nervous. Yeah. And my mind, in my mind, I'm thinking of the next joke, you know? So. I'm not, you know, that's me pausing for a moment to laugh and the audience is like, oh, that was so cute. You just stopped and laughed at your own joke. Yeah. No, no, that's not what happened. Yeah. But. It's, it's a dual purpose, I guess, right? You're just like, ah, oh, you can take it that way, but that's not what it was, whatever. Yeah. I like that. So um, has a comedy, like, how has compact, uh, com- I can't even talk. How has com- comedy impacted your life in a positive or negative? I know we've talked a lot about the positives. Has has there impacted other ways? Uh, the positive, one more thing I want to add to yeah. the positive is mm-hmm. uh, with my anxiety, it's really bad. Like when when my ex left, um, and I won't get into that, like, um, you know, I still care and everything, yeah. you know. Well, that's water under the bridge. Like, yeah. I'm looking forward now. But in my mind, I will always worry about what other people think. So I wouldn't go out much. But, like, doing comedy, I'm able to come out of my shell and open up more. 
you know yeah you guys are always like hey come hang out come to my spot let's go do this and that yeah um i tend to like stay to myself because for the past few years i'm so used to just me and my kids mm. so yeah yeah just the social part of it that's a positive for me yeah. like being around you guys it's like kind of like being around family mm -hmm. so that's a good part the negative part of it doing comedy is um we don't make any money off of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's 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 a tough part, yeah. Oh, for real. You know, um also like, you know, the traveling um with with the family and with me going to school right now, uh that's kinda hard getting on the road. Yeah. It's kinda hard even just making it to open mic across the bridge. Yeah. So yeah, that's a negative. Um, there's not too many negatives. I was going to say, it's, it's basically, it sounds like the negatives are just the adversity parts of it. Right. Like the, 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 the time is also sometimes like hard for people. Like the shows are like an hour, hour and a half long for even if you're just doing like an open mic. Right. Um, and that's a time commitment to a lot of people. Like, a, a lot of people that hour and a half, they can get a lot of stuff done. Um, <laughs> exactly. Or me, I could watch a movie. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> so many things we could do in that time yeah man. exactly yeah. those are when you got a family man i definitely understand that it's tough life life is busy yeah well especially because i mean you guys have kids that's that's a commitment too like that's it's it's tough to to have that commitment and then something that also has an hour and a half of time at night especially because that that's that's a lot of time yeah there there's nights where i'm ready to get on stage and I get a call from my 15-year-old, and she just wants to know, Dad, can I go hang out with my friends tomorrow night? Yeah. I'm like, okay, let me text you back. But she'll just keep going and going and going. Yeah. And I love her to death. I love my kids. But sometimes I'm thinking, man, fuck these kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, I love them, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's just funny because, like, yeah, I'm sure like those thoughts do come come to your head. Like I, I feel like I don't have kids, but like I said, I I would probably think that every now and then. You're just like, oh man, I love you, but dang, yeah, give me <laughs> some. Dad needs me time. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I know Vandy can relate. You know, oh dude, I know, I hear you. Especially when I don't, you know, when I only have it like fifty fifty, I'm like. Man, she's a lot of work right now. And then she gets to her mom. And so as soon as she gets to her mom's, I'm like, miss that little mm -hmm. shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, even, though, even though she bugged the shit out of me all freaking week, I was like, wish she was still here. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's, it's love. Oh, yeah. It's love. That's real love. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's uh, the kind of relationship that I've I've not had yet, but I... I hear it all the time that it's it's just a completely different kind of love, which is which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that would be a negative too if I started doing more shows like in the near future. That would be more time away from family. Yeah. But you know, I've learned like you have to make sacrifices today in order to enjoy tomorrow. Yep. So. Yeah, and maybe in a few years, maybe she'll be able to, to come and watch and come and join. Right. Maybe she'll have some jokes. You know, you Sam know? Swartz said, bring her with you to the open mics. Yeah. <laughs> bring your seven-year-old, too. Yeah. 
I I don't think those nights. I don't think I'm gonna be using my queef joke that night. <laughs> I know you'll uh, appreciate it, but I don't know if they would or not. I don't think they would let us in. <laughs> but yeah, no, I we you know parenting. I love it. Like sometimes we know what we're here for on this rock. I know, like I'm a good dad, and I love it. And now I'm a grandpa. Oh, congratulations. I'm an old grandpa. You know, <laughs> so the OG jokes, you know, that's real. <laughs> Thank you. Man. Congrats, man. That was awesome. Yeah, Thank that, you. That's awesome. The OG jokes yeah. are true. Went down to uh, the Vikings uh, stadium and, yeah, got to hang out and meet my granddaughter. And uh, just, uh, it's a blessing. Yeah, that's really cool. That's what life is about. You know, yeah. yeah, taking in those moments and that's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the, any more questions or? Oh yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. we got a few more before. Yeah, yeah. Got a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I got, how many times I got should you nothing to do? <laughs> <laughs> how many times should you be going on stage every week? Do you think it matters? Yeah, it matters definitely, Van. Uh, I think. You should at least be on stage at least twice a week. That way your routine is like, it's like you're like polishing it and you know, like, okay, this joke didn't go well this way. Let me like tweak it a little. You getting on stage more gives you more confidence also. Yeah. And like people like me, we need that confidence. So like, yeah, I'd say getting on stage maybe twice a week should be good. It, I, I love that there's more opportunities for open mics here now. Yeah. Over, uh, Pat's got over in Superior at Superior Tavern. I love it. Like, yeah. We got the Friday nights now at Dublin's. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's more opportunities. So it's good to get out there and like let it go. Mm -hmm. let it go yeah exactly and then if you have a joke that doesn't work at the one area it's nice because then the next one is going to have a, a different kind of crowd so you can see if it works if it doesn't work here but it works here well maybe there's something to it if it doesn't work at both of them well maybe you got some some work to do but or if yes. it works at both of them you're like great like this is universal like i think this is a, a good one and I've been fortunate enough to where, you know, I think the only time I really bombed that I feel like was my first time on stage. Okay. There's times where, you know, you get different reactions. There might be older crowds or something. You just fill them out mm -hmm. and, you know, you go with it. I'm, I'm learning that more. So that helps a lot when I'm doing my sets. Yeah. The, does that like help? Like with your, because I know you said you get like anxious and stuff. Does that help with your, like your nerves and stuff? Like getting to know the crowd? Because I know you said you're doing a little more crowd work. Yeah, yeah. Does that, does that help? That helps a lot. Yeah. And usually like I'll, I'll thank the other comedians and I'm genuine with it. But I just want the crowd to know, hey, this isn't easy getting up here. So I want you guys to know that. And I'm going to be real with you and let you know, yeah, I suffer from anxiety a little. I've been through some things. Yeah. But we all have. And it's okay to, like, push that to the side, get up there and fight and, and do what you love doing. Yeah. So that's what pushes me to get on stage. 
And if I don't do that, then I got you guys saying, he, what the hell are yeah, you here he, for? Like, Get on get, stage. Get Come on, get up there. Show <laughs> us up there. <laughs> so if that fight doesn't come internally, it's going to come externally. Yes. Uh, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, plus, I'm, I'm just looking at you now. I know people can't quite see, but you are the champ. You got the, the world championship belt right there. So that's got to do well for your confidence. Yes. This this is why I keep this with me. I brought it with me. It gives me a little confidence. You can't see it, but it's like it's the championship title. And when I was a kid, I used to like make these out of cardboard <laughs> and things, <laughs> nice. you know, so I'm still a big kid. You know, I'm still into like watching wrestling and everything. Yep, I love it. It's like it's like the drama for men, right? Oh, yeah, there you go. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I know there's a there's a lot that goes into wrestling. Like they do it. Is it every night or is it like I think it's it, it maybe six nights a week? Yes, and I compare that to like uh, doing stand up. Yeah. Right. Yep. You're on the road a lot. You're like you know going from city to city. Once you're like booked like that. Yep. And no time really with your family or, you know, other things that you have obligations you have. Yep. Because you have to sacrifice and get this done. So what the wrestlers go through, stand up comedy, we, we go through that also, right? Yep. So. Yeah, because I was just uh, watching an episode of uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, for those of you that don't know who Joe Rogan is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what planet are you from? Yeah, they, they know our podcast, but not Joe Rogan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, so I was listening to him and Kurt Angle and it was such a good, Kurt. yeah, such a good episode. Um, he was talking about the sacrifices that you have to, to do to, to be in wrestling. Uh, and he wrestled like, Obviously, like with the WWE, but he also like did Olympic style wrestling too. Yes. So he he's done it all, and he was talking about how like how much commitment he had to put into not only like with his body, but like with his um with his family and all this like sort of thing. And uh, it was all for the love of of wrestling. And I like you're saying like that's love and yeah, passion. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know if I would get on stage with the broken neck. Yeah. But, yeah, but he was like, talking about how he broke his neck like four times in two years. Yes. I that's insane. And he kept it moving though. It's yeah. Like, I gotta keep doing it. Like I'm okay. I wanna do this. That's passion. Yeah. I love that when I see that in a comedian. Like me myself, I have that. But when I, when when you hear someone like Pete and he tells me Hey, I love that joke about Governor Evers. Yeah. That that gives me even more motive to go out and do something I'm so passionate about. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, that and it's especially like when you get specific bits that people tell you like are great. Like when you like said that you love the 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 queef bit, like that just warms yes. my heart cuz I'm just like I wrote a a bit that connected with somebody that they actually like really liked. And it's, it's really cool. Like, and it's different than a laugh. Cause obviously you want the laugh, but, um, you also want to be able to like, make sure that everybody feels that passion that you have behind it. And then getting that, that just, I don't know, the genuine love. That's what I, that really 
Yes. I, I love, and especially after a, a set that you don't think went well. And they're like, oh, I love your, your one bit or your, your, your set. And you're like, oh, thanks. And we can be our own worst, you know, critics. Yes. Yep. You know, I, I do that so often. Like, I'm like, I need to calm down, listen to people's advice when it's positive and feed off of that. Also, you don't just have to feed off the negative. That's you know? very true. Cause I've even in like, You'll have a, a week or two that goes really well, and you are. Uh, you'll have a week or two that goes really well, and then you'll have other times where you're you're struggling for like a couple weeks, and uh, it just doesn't work. But like, it still is helpful to know that like you're like still trying to get it. Like you're still you're still trying. You're learning. You're gonna learn from that bomb. You just gotta keep it going, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's my philosophy on life too. Yep, yeah. You just gotta keep it going and hope for the best. And obviously if the best doesn't happen, just learn from it. And like you're saying, it that's the the most important thing is to to be able to to learn from your mistakes or not even mistakes, but like learn from your lesser I guess, like self or whatever. And especially like where I'm from, like compared to here, like it's like taking an animal or something. I don't want to say animal, but like, you know, take a lion out of a jungle and put him over here in a forest. It's different, but he can adapt, you yep. know, and it's a, that's what life is. You have to adapt. You're going to be thrown like these, these forks in the road. Just take the path that you feel is right for you and don't give up. Keep going. Yeah. That's what, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Cause I've also like seen these things online that are also inspirational. And it, it, it this just reminds me of that where you can say, um, I'm trying to think of the, the example that they used. I can't remember it exactly, but, um, it's essentially like, if you were to to say have a, a lion go against a, a shark, mm-hmm. like who's going to win? Well, you're never really going to know because a lion obviously is a land animal and sharks are in the, the ocean. If you throw a lion in the water, of course, the shark's going to win. You throw a shark on land, of course, the shark's going to win. It's right. all about your environment and what you are able to do. Obviously, you can do your best to adapt, but like it's not your situation. So like maybe you're going to do uh, a comedy at this show. But that show wasn't for you. Like that crowd wasn't like that's not your audience. So it's not going to go as well. So maybe it, you did have a good set, but it just wasn't for them. You yes, know, exactly. so it, it's all it's all relevant too. like comedy is all subjective and it's it's tough to to gauge sometimes. Why the hell is this called the stupidest podcast? <laughs> That that was right there. That was like you know that was the opposite of stupid. Yeah, you yeah know? we're 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 hey. learning. You know, we're learning. <laughs> That's knowledge. Yeah, is, we're slowly we're we're starting at the the stupidest podcast, and we're trying to to get up to the the smartest podcast eventually. Uh, I think we're we're almost to the point where we're like the the mediocre podcast right, right. now. I think right. <laughs> we're we're almost there. I think. Yeah, I think you got it. You got this. <laughs> this episode has been helping a lot. This it. That it's been helping, but sorry, I just want to make sure we got Vandy back. Are you back, Vandy? Uh, okay, we've, we've okay. We've just been talking about uh, we, well, we were talking about how this is the stupidest podcast, but we were just talking about some smart stuff. So he was giving us a compliment on. He's like, "Why is this called the stupidest podcast?" 
you know, we're got to fit the Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> or could it be like some of the guests, like me and myself? Huh? <laughs> well, no, you're uh, you're obviously a smart guy too. But uh, it was funny because Chad Gallo, he was like, "Why, why are you having me on as a guest?" He's like, "This is the stupidest podcast." He's like, "I'm, I'm off brand for you." No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chad, man, he's cerebral. Like, yeah, yeah. He, I thought I was quiet. He's pretty quiet, but. His brain's just like tick, tick, tick. Yeah, just always, yeah, see always it. moving. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Chad. <laughs> right. Now he's going to listen to this episode. We brought him down to our level. Oh, yeah. We brought him down a couple times. <laughs> Dumbed it down a little. <laughs> uh, so is uh, stand-up comedy what you thought it was going to be? Uh, Hell no. <laughs> I'm trying to watch my language because, you know, I don't know if my mom will be listening oh, to this. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yep. She always tells she me. She said, whoop you? Yeah. She still put it on me. She got hands. <laughs> she say, God don't like ugly. I say, well, mom, he don't like you either. <laughs> no, but um, what's the question again? Uh, so is stand-up comedy what you thought it was going to be? No, it's not. It's not at all. Like. I don't even know what I thought it would be. I thought, like, I get on stage, make people laugh. I feel good about myself and just keep doing it. And I never expect to be, like, in front of, like, thousands of people or anything like that. But just to get up there and do something I've always loved since I was younger, um, that that makes me feel like I've accomplished, like, a big goal in my life. Mm-hmm. Um as a kid, I've always been the prankster. You know, I, I've gotten into fights and made mistakes and things, but I love making people feel good. Yeah. So, like doing this stand up, I'd say it's not, it's not what I expected, but I, I still love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's, Wouldn't change it. Yeah. And that's the, the best thing about it is, I don't know, it also changes too. Like, I don't know. It's like since we've started, like I've had many different emotions, obviously, as it as you go. Yeah. Like there's times where you're just like, oh, yeah, this is the the greatest thing ever. And then there's times where you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I suck. You know, I can't I can't believe I I, I, I'm doing this. And then there's other times where you're like, okay, this is I I need to keep doing this. This is my dream to, to do. And so like you're just it's a roller coaster, like not only like even within a set, but it's just. I don't know. It's just always ups I've, and downs. and I hate that I do this, but, like, I've gone, like, weeks, like, month or whatever without doing the open mic. Yeah. But um, I'll, I'll show up to a show and support the other local comedians. And that's And let huge. them know, like, hey, I got your back, you know. Yeah. I'm too chicken shit right now. Yeah. Or I got things going on with school or something. But I got your back, though. Oh, um, yeah. When I do that, like, you know, it, they give me that energy also, like, hey, we miss you, man. Come back out and do this. So that, that pumps me up and gives me the motive to get back, get back into it. Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely, like, I've seen you at many of our shows at Caddyshack and stuff when we're doing all those, those weird ones with like the one liners or the, yeah, the rose yeah, battles. The rose stuff battles. Like that. Yeah. Like, it's just so fun. And it, like, I don't know. Every time I just see your face and I'm like on stage or whatever, I just like light up. I'm like, oh, Eamon's here. Like, that's so awesome. Like, I'm just so excited. It. And 
Like, I want to like get you up on stage. I want to like drag you up with me. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that sometime. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Maybe maybe one of the next one-liner ones. <laughs> if you show up, I'll just be like, we're gonna have a special guest up here. <laughs> just put me on the spot. I can't yeah. say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna write specific one-liners that y- you're the only one that guesses what they are. Right, and, and right. I'll do that for you. There we go. <laughs> we got this. We got it. <laughs> That's awesome. I come up there to do stand up, and you were there, and then didn't even stick around to say hi. I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> yeah, see, I do DoorDash too. I do DoorDash on the weekends yeah. mostly. So when I'm telling the DoorDash jokes, that, yeah, that's a true story. Like, yeah. I'm I'm really doing DoorDash. I'm not ashamed of it. Like I'm not making money. Yeah. Like I'm just blessed right now. Like, you know, got my kids and I'm taking care of myself every day. So I feel like I'm blessed. Can't complain. Um when I saw you that night, I was there and I'm clapping, I'm like in the back clapping, you know, and I wanted to say something, but then I get a uh, a DoorDash call. I had to leave oh, right away. Yeah. You know, I I thought about getting on stage that night because I saw you guys. It kind of pumped me up. And yep. Yeah, it sucked that I had to leave, but gotta gotta make that money. Yeah. Did you at least tell the person that you gave the food? Did you get Did you get do a, a little bit for them? I should do that. <laughs> Just be like, uh, hey, this this uh, food comes with a joke. <laughs> That's let me put that let me put that on my notes because yeah. yeah that's something I can do yeah that'd be fun love to get the reaction yeah I've uh, I've always thought about doing that just like randomly going up to people and be like hey I got a joke for you just tell them a joke and then just leave and just see if I can even like I don't know maybe do like a TikTok of it just like that's something uh, I've been thinking about getting into you know uh, Sam Bond is he makes some like pretty nice videos yeah yep. Um, I'm doing a class at UWS and, uh, I've been thinking like, yeah, I should do the skits. I've always loved doing, you know, watching skits as a kid, get some, uh, you guys together and let's make some skits or something, you know, we've, we've talked about that for a while now. Like we just need to find time to, to get everybody together. But I think that'd be amazing. Yes. I think we have a good group for it too. Have so much fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We just got to find the equipment and somebody that would be able to edit. And I think we'd be able to, to do great. Yeah. We'll get that. We'll get that going soon, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you ask people around, like, I'm sure they'll they'll want to do that, especially like if you're interested and you like start start it going. I'm sure you'd get everybody on board. Okay, pretty okay. Quickly. Like everybody loves you, so. But yeah, I I love seeing Vandy out though because when I saw him, that was my first time seeing him on stage. Okay, yeah. I, I had to actually like rub my eyes because <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought this was just like some myth, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he did good though. Oh yeah, yeah. You were one of the few up there that got to see me. There wasn't a lot up that night. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you made it a surprise. I know there was a couple people that wanted to see it that missed out because they didn't show up that night. So you're gonna have to make another surprise appearance or two. That's right. Oh, I gotta get up there again. Yeah, or let me know and I can let everybody know so that way we can make sure everybody yeah. shows up. Yeah, we'll do. Or we'll sure. come. We'll just come snatch them up and. <laughs> there we go. We yeah. might have to. We might have to come down to you too. We might have to either go down to the cities, or um, I know you said that there's an open mic down by you on Thursdays now. It just died. Oh no! 
Just killed it off. Last week was the last week. That's not good. I was literally about to, to come down and, and do that one. I know. Dang. Well. I think I might, I think I might go over to Tim K. because Casey runs that one. So I'm okay. Start going over there. Sweet. There you go. Yeah, maybe we'll have to to go down and get a group of us down and. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I know like, a lot of guys would would be okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I mean, we can just carpool down, just take one vehicle, get a bunch of us in there. Yeah, I love that. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Um, when I was coming here for the show, a funny story. You know, uh, I was gonna bring an entourage with me. Nice. And you know, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pay you." And they're like, "Yeah, okay, we'll come with you." I'm I'm gonna come here looking all cool with the entourage. Hey, that would have been amazing. <laughs> they wouldn't do it though because I'm like, "Okay, but I'm gonna pay you in food stamps." <laughs> <laughs> I got my EVT. No, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'm here by myself, and yeah. it's all good. Though. Oh no, you, you just didn't have to say that. Just say you have the entourage here. Still, just be like, this is audio only. They don't have to know. Like, just make some voices up, and we got people. right, right. <laughs> let's, let's start on the skits right now. <laughs> you should, you should have been like, and I'll let you take a picture with the belt. I'll let you take a picture with the belt. That's 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 half the payment. Hey, there you go. <laughs> we are the champs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, how long have you been writing? And how do you write? Like, for example, do you write on stage or off stage? And if it's on, if it's off stage, what does that look like? Do you have like a book? Do you do it in your phone? Um, sometimes, yeah, I just say, hey, Siri, and I go to my notes and I'll, you know, so I remember something because I'm thinking about mostly there's so many funny stories that I've come up with as, you know, as I say that my Siri jumps on. I know. I thought it was funny. But yeah, <laughs> I have so many stories and they're all like real stories from me growing up, from me being a kid. And like, I can tell those stories and it's like, yeah, it's, it comes natural to me. So I don't write too often, but if I sat down and took like an hour to write, I come up with some really good shit. Yeah. Like, well, at least to me, that's some good shit. Yeah. And, and that, that's all it needs to start as. And then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you have another hour to work on it and right, it's even right. better. And it's mostly on the weekends, you know, I'm doing something. I might be door dashing or whatever. And I'm thinking like, Oh, I remember when this happened. Let me, let me remember to write that down. Cause that could work as a joke. Yeah. Cause people like to hear that, you know, I have people that question me like, Hey, did that really happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That happened, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Sorry, mom. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, no, you said itch. I heard yeah, itch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that's what I take from it. Um, pretty much, that's what I. Yeah. No, I, that's a that's a that's very similar to how I do it. I just live my life, and then as I'm thinking of stuff, I literally do what you do. I pull up my notes. I write down the what I I need to know for the story because I'm usually like you said doing something. Like I'm either at work or like. Sometimes I'll be in the shower, so I'll yeah. like be thinking of something. Sometimes I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm taking a poop, and yes. uh, something comes up. So you just 
get your notes out, you type it up real quick, and then I do the writing process later. So like that hour you were talking about, that's what I do. I sit down for that hour or however long I have, even if it's like 15 minutes, um, I'll even work on it in my notes if I don't have like time to actually get my computer right. up and get all my other stuff, like my PowerPoints, my Word. I got... I'm too organized. I, it's just all, <laughs> all in there. But, uh, yeah, I just, if I have time, that's when I write my quote unquote writing time is writing on stuff that I already thought about. Mm-hmm. I don't ever sit down and just like start with nothing and then write. I've, I, I've never done that. I can't do that for some reason. I think about it. Yeah. Like what if I did, I'll put more time into it. Oh, uh, I like, I would love doing that. But like right now, like with me being a dad, I take the time when I can. Yep. I'll think like, oh, that's, that's funny. I remember that, that happened. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it. And so I'll just tell Siri, you know? Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I don't really write. There's times I get on stage and I just like ad lib or go with it. But for the most part, I don't write. And yeah. I will, that's something I would like to do more. Is write on stage. I like to write off stage. Yeah. Like take more time to write. I gotcha. So have you ever like done a show and like with your ad libs, have you added like a tag or added anything that you would like to like, that you've added to your set since then? Like, so you've actually basically wrote on stage? Yeah. The OG joke. Oh, that was on stage. Um, yeah. I started talking about the quick trip and how it happened. And I wasn't going there with the joke. Yeah. It just happened, you know. I'm like, oh. And then as he's holding the door open for me, this is how I felt. So I'm thinking, like, let me tell the crowd how I felt in my head. Yeah. I felt like a gangster. Like, yeah. That's why he held the door open for me. You know, but yeah. actually it's because I'm an old guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? the OG. And and there's people like John Schinkel that that are like, hey, you know, take this and turn this tag into this, you know, stress this part, it, and it helps. It makes the joke funnier. Yeah, and that's really cool because, like, I think that's very important is to get across, like, how you were feeling. Like, that is so much more powerful in a joke than even a punchline sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's actually something I think I need to start working on, too, is the emotion behind it. Because emotion can be everything. Whether it be, like I like I said, I have the two, two jokes about my brother. If I feel like if I put a little more emotion behind those, maybe those would hit a little harder, too. Yeah, you're going to get different reactions, yeah, right? Exactly. So maybe I might not get as, as big of a laugh, because, but I'll, I'll get more emotion behind it, and people will maybe want to connect with you more. Because, like, when I, like, listen to some of your jokes, when I, like, you can tell that it's genuine, and you can feel how you were feeling when you were, like, when you're saying it. And that's powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of the jokes, um, I, I don't talk about, you know, like, because I'm like either, well, it's legal here now, but <laughs> so I don't have to worry, but you know, yeah, it's, it's like all your audience is different. So you want to like, want to keep some things clean, you know, and then there's times where you're like, fuck that. Like, I'm, I'm tell it like it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to exactly. Cause like that crowd is going to appreciate you saying exactly how you feel where there's other crowds where you're like okay well i need to clean this up a little bit mm-hmm. because this isn't appropriate for them they're not looking for that kind of thing yeah 
that's something that's like a, a instinct. You just learn that just from being around often i guess yeah exactly whether it be like the crowd or even like talking to people in the crowd before the show like that can help too i know i've done that in the past um obviously i don't do a lot of crowd work so it doesn't help my crowd work stuff but it does help me understand what might work what might not work depending on how the conversation goes Mm -hmm. so yeah i like that a lot that's you gotta you gotta start doing more crowd work too okay I'm I'm starting to do it. And okay. Yeah, I get different reactions, but I love it. Like because they feel like they're more involved. Exactly. So they're they're having a better time, also. Yep. So, okay. Well, I've been trying to get him to do it for like a year. <laughs> well, I'll 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 take it. I I'm gonna take this as a challenge. I'm gonna I'm gonna use it as a challenge, and I'm gonna. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hold you to that, Roddy. So if I see you in the audience and I don't do crowd work, you got to tell me afterwards. Be like, hey, dude, you told me you were going to do more crowd work. Right, what's up with that? Yeah, You hold me to that. Wait till after. Do it right in the middle of this set. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Just be like, what about me? Uh, that, that would force me to do crowd work with you then then i'd have to like I, yeah. I would have no choice i'd have to interact with it i mean i have my depends on when i'm doing it i so. might I, <laughs> i'm gonna have to buy some I, i'm waiting for the night where someone like heckles me like i got some comebacks you know for them but it, it hasn't happened yet but i'm sure it's gonna happen well now i kind of so. want to heckle you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's all love though. Yeah. Everybody's having fun. You just can't take things personal. No, and if if you do get a heckler again, like you're saying, if you take it personally, like they don't know you, right? They're literally just saying something because they either think they're helping the show or they they think it's funny, but it's not funny. Like I don't know. There's a lot of different ways or reasons why they might be doing what they're doing, but. That's one of the main points. I didn't mean to interrupt no. you, but that's one of the main reasons why. Like I'm doing this and it feels good because and in the beginning, I was so worried about what is this person going to think? What are they going to think about me? What if I'm not funny? No, like you have to go out there and just like do you like. Yeah. And I'm I'm still learning that. Like who they don't they won't laugh at me like fuck them. Like exactly. You know, that shit was funny. Like <laughs> laugh. You, you better laugh. <laughs> 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 it's like it's like I said earlier though. I mean, half the people you're never going to see again anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and like a lot of it is like obviously like the punchlines are supposed to be funny, but like you also just want to be on stage and just be funny. Like you you can just do something random. It, like you can just like make a little fart noise because it ma- matches something <laughs> that somebody in the audience did, or something that connects to a joke, or maybe it's a callback from somebody. I don't know. Just just. Do something that you think might be funny. If it's not funny, move on. Just right. Keep, Just keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. You keep it moving. Like, you got to try stuff. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, you learned. I'm still learning. Oh, everybody's yes. still learning. It's, I, I even like pros are, are learning. Like, they'll, they'll try something new. And I've seen professionals and it doesn't land sometimes. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, Guess that's not making the show. Like they, they'll just like make a little quip like that. Just like, mm-hmm. oh, that, guess that's not making the special. <laughs> like, because even I think now about the question that Vandy asked me earlier. Um, like the 
the thing that would bother me the most is, you know, when I wanted to get into comedy, I thought like one of the things that the comedians do once they make it like kind of big, they get other people to write their jokes for them. Yeah. And I always thought like, I don't want to do that. Like I want to write my own shit. Yeah. But like, it's not like that. That was just something I thought that Yeah, once you got to that certain point, like, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure there's like some comedians out there that do that, but like, I know a lot of like, from what I hear from podcasts, like, uh, they all still write their own stuff. Yeah, because yeah, we go through things each day, and depending on how your view is of it, that shit could be so funny, like, exactly. You don't, you never know, like, well, and because like us three, all three of us, we could go through the exact same thing but have a different point of view. Yes. And we can all look at it. We can all get a bit from one interaction, but I'll have a one-liner version of it. You'll guys have a story, but Vandy's story is going to be different than your story because maybe you guys like maybe connect on different parts of the story or something. You know what I mean? And it still come out fire. Yeah, exactly. Well, of course, if all three of us are writing it, all three jokes are going to be fire. Like, there's (laughs) no doubt about it. (laughs) I always thought it'd be cool to get, like, three or four or five comedians together, like, the week before. And be like, hey, this is the topic for next week. Write your jokes about this topic. And then, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be, yeah. And see the different spins you get out of it, you know? And then we wouldn't tell anyone else about it, you know, just to yeah. see their reactions. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and the, the crowd yeah. would be like, why are they all writing jokes about Prince? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, with the chaps and the jeans, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the re- we're in the music room. I, I saw the, the Purple Rain album over there. <laughs> That's why I use Prince as a... I, I was just there, too, thinking about the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. So, do you ever practice your jokes alone or with, like, family and friends? Um, yeah, I practice them around my family. Okay. Um, I don't see, like, most of my family. Like, by family, I mean, like, my kids. Okay. Like, they'll hear me saying something. And those are, like, the, I'd say the PG-13 jokes. Yeah. But I have a lot of dark shit, too, you know, and I can't really tell people. So, I usually, like, say it to myself when I'm driving around or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Just practice by myself. I might be on the uh, treadmill or something working out, and I'm just like in my head, like replaying how I'm going to tell the the seven year old is a bedtime story. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Zion. And kids are so smart now. Like she knows, oh, yeah. she'll she'll yeah. jump on YouTube and she might catch a clip of me or something. Oh, and, interesting. Yeah, dad, like she she's smarter than I am with these cell phones too. Wow. So yeah, we have so to watch gotta, the kids. Yeah, you gotta watch out. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that's that's but, crazy. But they're all supportive though. They're yeah. supportive, and I, I love them for it. Yeah. But yeah, I still say fuck these kids. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just envision you like reading your your kids a bedtime story. Like you're holding the book, and and the words are on there, and they can clearly read it. But you're like doing your bit. Yes. <laughs> you're like it doesn't even match the page. Dad. My seven year old tells me though, Dad, you need to stop cussing. Like she'll oh. say, 
And I'm, I'm like, there's a show we watched and they just kept saying, are you cussing with me? Are you cussing with me? Yeah. And I would start using that instead when I'm around her because I, I don't, yeah. I think it's hilarious that instead of saying the cuss word, you say, are you cussing with me? Right, right. <laughs> That's, I like that. Are you cussing with me? One of those Disney shows she has us watching. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I love it though. I love being a dad. I love doing comedy. It's all fun. Um, it's a blessing that I'm still here. Yeah. So I just make the most of it. Yeah. Well, we're we're blessed to have you, man. Like, hey. it's, it just having you on stage. I know, like you said, like you don't do it as often as you want to, but like when you do do it, it's it's awesome. Like I, I love seeing you on stage, and I love seeing even when you don't go on stage. Like it's just fun to have hey, you in the, the crowd. It's mutual. It's yeah. mutual. Yeah, because you can like tell like you are genuinely. Like you genuinely love comedy, you genuinely love the the community. Like you love all of us. Like it's you can yes. tell. Like it's it's clear. And I love feeling like like I'm a student at at UWS, but I'm a student of a comedy also. Like I've watched this growing up. I've been around it. I've always wanted to do it. So like I'm still learning, and that's okay. That's the fun part of it. Exactly. Like, like learning. It's, it's all about the the journey, not the destination. Yes, because I I don't even think there is a destination in comedy. Like, I don't know. There's comedians out there that have made a huge career for themselves. Like, I love Pete Holmes, but he still thinks he's in the middle of his journey. Like, he's yeah. and he's. I feel like that's the point that I would like to make it to one day. He's he's really good. Yeah, yeah. like I would like to get to where he's at, but like he's. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I still got plenty more. Like, he's got so much more in the tank yet. And I'm just like, dang, like, I hope that one day that I just get to that level, you yes, know? Like, that drive. I know. Because I know me personally, like, um, I have so much to learn. Like, people are like, oh, shit, like, I can't believe you're a comedian. You're so shy. <laughs> like, are you funny? No. <laughs> 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 i have a therapist though so <laughs> you know it's like my therapist is actually my writer yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's actually in the crowd give yeah. it up for her yeah. <laughs> she's in my i got a headset on I got, she's she's feeding me my lines <laughs> uh, love it though no nah, that's awesome uh, and it's just so fun because, like, I love comedy because anybody can do it. Like, it, whether you're shy or outgoing or what, like, it doesn't matter. Like, as long as you just get on stage and do it. Yes. Like, that's what a, a lot of people just have a tough time of the first step. The first step is always the hardest step. There's going to be way more steps after that first step. And we're all taking those steps and they're all hard. But that first, just getting on stage. It makes a big difference, too. Yeah. yeah. And then you feel that energy from the crowd. And it's like you forget all about your anxiety or your fears. You just, you're just there in the moment. Yep. And that's, that's the best feeling. It is. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, do you ever record your sets? If so, does it help with future performances? Um, I I don't really record my sets. Um, I usually go back and look at something that Danielle recorded. Uh, and I don't do that too often because, you know, I, I, I pretty much like, um, 
I guess I'm my own worst critic. And when I'm seeing like my sets, I'm like, oh, that sucked. Even though like I hear laughs, I'm like, no, that sucked. I can do better. Yeah. So like I'm on my own worst critic and that can be bad sometimes. You know, you should take time to like, hey, this feels good. You did that. You got on stage and did it. But me, like, um, personally, I guess what I, the, the hardest part is just like maintaining and keeping it level. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, I, and I think that you're right. Cause like, I've definitely recorded a set before and, or had, a, had Danny record the set and I, I rewatch it and you're just like, oh man. And so like, you're actually demotivated rather. Cause you're like, oh, I thought that was a pretty good set. And you're like, Oh, I could have done that better. I could have done that better. And so there's positives and negatives to, yeah. to listening to your sets. Um, but I also like, like, I don't know, some comedians will, like Sydney actually talked about this, where she'll listen to her set for like just over and over for like an hour. She'll listen to her five minute set for like an hour, even longer sometimes <laughs> to the point where she like gets annoyed with some of the little things, but it helps then because she's so annoyed about that little thing she did on that one set mm-hmm. that now it's gone. She yeah. fixed it. All she had to do was listen to it for an hour. Like, and now it's gone. She fixed it. And Sydney's a master. So yeah, she, yeah. once she observes something, yeah, she can like tweak that right away and yeah. get it right. And, yeah. Yeah. And then the next set, you don't ever see it again. Like it's yeah. just gone <laughs> or, or not gone or like better. It's just, she did exactly what she wanted to do. It's right. now a part of her set. Yeah. And what was what was the question also? See, this is what happens when you get a stoner on as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you record your set and do you think it helps? It it would help me probably, but yeah, for the most part, like I get too critical, so I don't have to look at my sets to see like, okay, this is what I should do. I'm more like I would love to get advice. Like if you or Roddy came up to me and was like, hey. This didn't come out well. Maybe you want to say it this way. Yeah. Like, I'm more inclined to that, you know, than... Than doing it yourself. Yeah. Because you think you're going to be maybe a little overcritical about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you might, like, maybe cut a little bit too much or maybe tweak it too much or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's one of my fears. Yeah. Which, it makes sense, because, like, obviously, like we were saying earlier... It can be different at different places. So, like, if you did it at, like, Superior Tavern compared to Dublin's, maybe you get a different reaction. And so, maybe you tweaked it and maybe you didn't need to tweak it. It was just because that audience wasn't into it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, there's a lot of factors in it, which is makes it tough. But it also makes it that much more fun, too. Because then it's more of a, a chess game and you're like, oh, okay. Well, how can I make this better? And I just obviously you want to make the joke better. You want to make it as tight as possible. You want to get the the biggest laugh possible. But um, you also want to make sure that it's good for a lot of different avenues, like a a lot of different shows that you might have. Yeah, because overall, like in the end, like we're out here, we're entertaining people. Yeah. You know, and uh, half of us, we're not good entertainers, you know, so... If you love like making people laugh and you, this is something you're really passionate about, then work on it. Work on those, the good parts and the bad parts. And that's what I do. Yeah. Like if you don't see me for a couple of weeks, like, yeah, I'm still thinking about comedy and I'm still working on this. It doesn't stop, you know? 
Yeah. You just learn to balance it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't work on any of uh, any of that stuff. I only work on my medium stuff. <laughs> I never work on the good stuff or the bad stuff. If it's in between, though, I'm always working on yeah. it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I say most of your stuff is good, though. Oh, thanks, like, man. You know, when you make a person laugh, like, th- that's what that you did it right there. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Like, if you can make someone laugh and there's, like, five people in the room and one person's laughing... Hey, you did good. Like, yeah. And that's I. That's one of the reasons I like one-liners. Um, and specifically because I have like some that are clean and some that I call my naughty roddy or whatever. <laughs> um, I like the fact that like I'm, I'm not going to hit everybody with every joke. I know some people aren't going to like the queef joke, but they might like my banana joke. You know, they right. might like – I don't know. They might like my driving joke. I don't know. I got a driving – couple driving jokes, but – I don't know. It's just weird how like some people obviously like love raunchy stuff and some people love clean stuff, but you're never going to get an all raunchy or an all clean crowd. It's going to be hit or miss. So yeah, that's so diverse. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I like the one liners because I can hit so many different things in my five minutes compared to somebody that's doing a one one story in five minutes, which don't get me wrong. Like I want to do that too. Like mm-hmm. I also want to be able to do that because it's engaging and it it builds and stuff like that. But I like hitting all different areas because I know I'm going to hit somebody over here. I'm going to hit somebody over here. I'm going to hit. I'm going to hit everybody in a different spot. So I get maybe not as big of a laugh, but I get different laughs, and I I like that. You know what I love too is uh, when the laughs you go back and you listen to it. When I do listen to my recordings. You might hear less like a few people laugh at one part of the joke. And then by the time you get to the bigger punchline, the whole room's laughing. It's like it's contagious. Yeah. Like, you're like kind of like slowly getting them. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, okay. And like, but you're like, oh, I got this part of the room. Okay. Now I got this part yeah. of the room. Now I get everybody. <laughs> oh, that feels good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well, sweet. I think uh, that's actually the done with our first 10 questions. Okay. So we, we got our 10 questions done. Um, do you have any questions for us? Um, yeah, I do. I'll start with you, Vandy. Um, since I know like you, uh, you're a good bowler and you, you like going bowling, uh, I'd say what's your uh, highest bowling score? Um, I got four 300s. You got four 300s? Yeah. Damn. Damn, Dang. congrats. Man. That's that's yeah. really good. Here, you need this championship belt right here. <laughs> that's what you need. <laughs> hey, hey, I bowled a 302, Vandy. Nice. No, but it took me three games, though. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. My, uh, uh, my, my, highest, my highest series is 822. Damn, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah, because the highest you can get is a 900 in three games, because obviously three 300s. Right, So right. 822 is amazing. Wow. So you playing leagues or? Yeah, I've been bowling since I was knee high to a grasshopper. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's something I like to do, like to get rid of stress, too. I like to go bowling. Okay. Even though you didn't take me the three games, you know, to get the 300. It's still, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, still it's still fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have Vandy teach me how to do the spin and everything. Oh yeah, dude! Dude, if you ever want to go bowling, I'll go bowling. I'll, I'll show right. you after the 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 show. 
I'll show you my bowling balls. I got, okay. I got, I, I used to bowl with Vandy like on leagues. Um, I don't bowl as often as him cause he still does it, but I did it every other week for four or five years. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah. 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 And that's tight. Love right. it. He was on the championship team. Yep. I, oh, two. I think we won two championships together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Should have brought a couple of the titles. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Roddy. Um, I say, what's your most memorable memorable uh set doing stand up comedy? Okay, and, um, and why? Yeah, my most memorable. Um, it's uh, my most memorable is probably the the worst set I've ever had. Um, it was at uh, the House of Comedy. I didn't have a great set. It was uh during one of the contests, mm-hmm. and I thought in the contest you had to use different jokes in different rounds. And so I I didn't use my A material because I figured, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to use my clean jokes and I'm going to use like my clean like C material. And at that point, I I didn't have like my my C material is like my my F material. Yeah, like yeah. at that point, <laughs> like my F material now was my C material then. And so like I used a, a clean set and it wasn't very good. It, it I bombed hard. I, mm-hmm. I barely got, I don't even know. I got a couple laughs on a couple jokes and that was it. Um, and it wasn't the whole crowd either. It was like, uh-huh. yeah. 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 So it was, it was a rough set. Um, and then I had, uh, the judges like tell me how I did or whatever and didn't go well. Um, so, uh, that, that hurt. And then I didn't do comedy for eight months after that because I just didn't want to go on stage because I just had a really bad set. Uh, but like I said, it wasn't my A material because I didn't realize that you can use the same material right. for different rounds. And so had I known that, I would have obviously brought the the best that I had, um, which probably wouldn't have gotten me far in the competition anyways. But I would have had more laughs yeah. for sure. And I probably wouldn't have been as humiliated. But um, yeah, that was uh, memorable only in the fact because I learned so much from that because now I know that. Use your A material, especially like if you're in a contest, like you can advance and then use that same material the next round. So right, you, you want to say like you want to catch or catch them with the best jokes. In yeah, the beginning. exactly. Yeah. Catch them with the the jokes at the beginning and at the end because you obviously want to end on a, a good note as well. Mm-hmm. But like, I just learned the fact that like not only use your good material, but you can also change your good material too. So like, do it the first round. But then learn from that, adapt, and make your second round a little bit better. And then your your third or fourth round or however many rounds there are, just continuously make that set better. And so I just learned that the hard way, like, yeah, do do some good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. don't bring your C material to a, a competition and and hope for the best. Because I again only did clean stuff, and m- almost all of the other comedians had something naughtier. Obviously, I had no no <laughs> naughty stuff, and the crowd loved the naughty stuff, and I was just yeah. Afterwards, afterwards but you learned from it exactly. Though. You learned yeah. from it. Oh, I learned so much from that. Like I said, I didn't get on stage for at least eight months after that. Uh, but that's when I got on stage again at Dublin's when you and I had our first set. Okay, and I I've, haven't stopped since. So yeah, that's yeah, that's wild too. Oh man. yeah, it was about done with comedy, and I talked to him and getting back up on stage. Yep, you did. You you helped me a lot, Vandy. That was that was huge that night, and uh, I finally got up on stage. And uh, since then, I've had people at that show 
like I've met I met comedians at the show. Obviously, um, I've had comedians at that show that saw me bomb that bad that are now trying to book me for shows. Okay, which is awesome. You That's know? how like, it works. Yeah, it's karma. That's exactly. how the world works. Yeah, because they've heard about me now, and I, and they're like, okay, well. I'm obviously better than I was however many years ago, like two years ago. Well, your delivery, your delivery has gotten so much better. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, my delivery and my material. I've obviously, like, been able to... I don't know about that, but... Well, I, that's objective. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we should be pumping them up over here, Vandy, but, yeah. <laughs> I, I've noticed it, too, though, yeah. Your delivery, each time I see you, it's, like, better, and you're, like, more with it, and even the pauses... Oh. Like, you know exactly when and how long. Well, thank you. I, I like to observe things like that. Yeah. When I do come to support you guys, like, yeah, I'm doing a little checklist, too, like, in my head. Like, okay, because seeing that from you guys who are, like, mentors to me, it can only make my comedy better. Yeah. So... Well, yeah, you, you learn, like, it also helps to learn from other people's mistakes, too. If, like, whatever, like, for whatever reason we don't meet those check marks, yeah. you'll either let us know or you'll also, like, you'll let us know, but you'll also let yourself know, like, okay, well, I can't be doing something like that. Or you're like, okay, well, if I did something like this, this is how I would maybe mm-hmm. do it because I, I know it didn't work that way. Right, right. So it's it's good to learn from other people's mistakes, too. I take it. I take all the advice, the yeah. good and the bad. Exactly. Yeah. And I, my, I, this actually goes back to my grandma. I was t- talking to her about uh, doing comedy, and she said that, and this is also in life too. I've I've used it, but she says that whenever I tell you anything about your jokes, don't take it personally. Like, just this, this is my opinion. You can take the advice or leave it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to let you know how what I think. But it's, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the audience thinks. It matters what you think. It matters, like, what your comedian friends think. Like, it's it's all – and I'm the one that makes the ultimate decision. So she's like, take it or leave it. Right. You know? If I give you advice, you don't have to use it. And I, I use that all the time. Like, any advice I, I get from her, my mom, from my friends, from my coworkers, whatever. Wouldn't you rather, like, yeah – someone that's close to you like tell you also like hey vandy was this okay because they're gonna like no filter like this is yes i want to hear what actually is wrong with it i would much rather hear like a a, a criticism from somebody i love right than a criticism from somebody that i'm like okay well what do you know (laughs) you know like yeah i have a hard time getting that sometimes because people tell me like you look intimidating like really like i don't think so because, like, I'm just a big teddy bear on the inside, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I'm sensitive. You know, I'm still learning to, like, not be so sensitive. Okay. Because, you know, in our line of work, like, you're going to, like, get, you're going to get trolled. And yep. you just got to roll with it. Take oh, those yeah. punches and, like, laugh it off and keep going. Yep. Throw one back. Just have fun with it. Yeah. yeah just go for yeah. it. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, do you have any other questions for us? Like um, either together, separate? Uh, together. Um, is it really difficult keeping up with this podcast? Because like I, I listen to you guys often and this is a great podcast. Like <laughs> I'm proud of what you guys are doing. I support you. Um, I love how you support local comedy. Is it, is it difficult? keeping up with this or is it like something that you're so passionate about it's fun 
Yeah. Well, I'll let Vandy start. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of work. I'll tell you that. I mean, keeping up with the website, keeping up with all the feeds and all that, and the editing, mm-hmm. uh, the episode art, and trying to get together with Roddy, trying to keep the podcast interesting, trying to keep the material good. What the fuck am I doing on the show then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't say we were going to publish this one. Uh, this uh, one's not going to okay. air. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why. Yeah, okay, yeah, I yeah, get well, it. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of work, man. I mean, people don't, and it, it's kind of easier now that we got better equipment and all that. But back in the day, I mean, we used to travel every week. Hmm. I go up there. He'd come down here. I mean, we traveled every week to get this podcast in because we couldn't. We had no way to do it. Yep. Yeah. Like some. Yeah. Somebody had to drive uh, five to six hours. Wow. To get one episode in because we wow. we didn't have the equipment to do what we're doing now over the phone call because we only had one of these pod trackers and with the pod tracker you can actually record it which you only need one to actually record. So I'm actually recording this episode because you and I are together and Vandy is doing it via Zoom. Like he's doing it remotely. Um, But now that we have two, we can actually connect it because then the phone connects to the pod tracker. And so like it's all – you need two pod trackers in order to do it virtually with two different – Okay. Because we usually both record it, um, which I think Vandy is recording it, but – since the phone goes in and out, it's tough. You can only really only use one audio, uh, which again we're gonna use this one just because you and I are are in person. But um, yeah, you, know, the, you yeah. notice how I look like I understood everything you just said, but really, <laughs> <laughs> this is stupidest podcast. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so now you're understanding why we have you on as the, as a guest, right? No? Yes. <laughs> It all comes together. It's all full circle there now. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so like there's obviously a lot of like that kind of stuff, like the behind the scenes stuff, um, logistical things. Like obviously now we don't have to worry about uh, logistics as much because we can do it virtually. A lot of our shows are done virtually now um, just because of the distance in between us. Um, But just doing it itself, like getting ready for a podcast, like getting the questions ready, like can be difficult sometimes. Like obviously you want to have good content so like you want to make sure that your questions either come from a story that you have uh i basically uh, have my questions set up where i know what i'm going to answer and then vandy does the same for his and then we just kind of answer each other's basically like on the spot or like close to on the spot because we'll go over the questions like right before the episode and i'll try to give a a brief answer so i know what i'm working with so i'm like okay well here's what i want to talk to these are the three bullet points i want to hit and then i just Go for it. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah. But, yeah, but otherwise, like, doing it is therapeutic. I love doing the actual episodes. Um, like, sometimes you'll have a long day. Like, I just had a long day at work today. I ended up working until 6.30. I thought I was going to be done at 6. thought I was going to be able to do more before the podcast. Obviously, I was letting the dogs out and doing all that stuff in a hurry. Um, so, I was a little bit stressed out. But, like, doing the actual episode right now. I'm chill. I am so relaxed right now. I, I'm not anxious. I'm not anything. But like leading up to it, you get a little anxious. But then once you're actually doing it, you're just like, okay, yeah, this I, is why I thought I about it. that on my way here. Like, what am I doing? Like, Roddy got me out here in like the middle of a reservation. <laughs> I, I felt like that movie Get Out. <laughs> you know, like, oh shit! Uh, on my way back to Superior, if I make it home, it's going to be like the sequel. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> like got out. <laughs> got out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love it. It's yeah. it's beautiful out here. It's peaceful. Yeah. 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 And I wish I had more time to, to show you around the property before because we have a, a disc golf course here. Oh, yeah. Where, where, yeah. So we're going to okay. have to maybe get you out another time and we can throw some discs around. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I want to do that. I've talked about it all like for a while now to get everybody out here, do like a, do like a grilling session, do some, some disc golf and maybe get people inside, maybe play some video games or just yes. chill or do That's whatever. That's what I know? wanted to say. Yeah. Every, all, all of us yeah. as a group come out here and have a good time. Yeah. No, I think it'd be amazing. Yeah. So we'll have to, have to do something like that in the, in the future. Okay. I'm with it. So put me down. <laughs> at, the beginning of, at the beginning of this podcast, when we first started it, man, you know, there were so many times that I didn't, I didn't get any sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd, head up, I'd head up there straight after work, you know, and I'd get off at like six. So I don't get there until almost nine. And then we do like a three hour podcast or something like that. But, you know, by the time I get set up and all that and tear down and packed, and then I got to drive three hours back. That's... I, I wasn't sleeping. I'd literally get off work, go up there, do the podcast, get back down here back to work yep yeah that's that's brutal man but yeah see that's that shows the passion though yeah that passion is there that that discipline and it's it's paying off though like because i'm sure you guys got hella viewers yeah we're like, we we're, we get a decent yes. amount yeah we uh we're actually we've been consistent for about basically since the beginning we started off really hot like I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just the name, uh, the stupidest podcast. But yeah, we get anywhere between usually between three and five thousand that that wow. listen every time, which yeah. is awesome. And obviously, we want that to grow, and we're doing our best to do that. Um, but we just part of it's on me. I'm not a huge social media guy, so well, we need to get better at that. And uh, we've we've been trying. Obviously, we've gotten better since the beginning. But uh, yeah, we could be a little bit more present on those. Um, well, but, there's no limit to where you guys are headed. So, well, yeah, I, I mean that. That's genuine. Thank you. Keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, and like you said, like I just I have the passion to to talk, and I've we've wanted to do this for a long time. We've wanted to do uh, something together. We used to want to own a, a bowling alley together, um, but then I wanted to do comedy, and then we had the idea. We're like, hey, we should like do a podcast together, and. So we're like brainstorming ideas and I'm like, well, what if we call it the stupidest podcast? Cause then it doesn't matter what right. anybody says. And then like, if somebody like says something bad, just be like, okay, well, where, where'd you get that information? The stupidest podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to take you serious anymore. Like that is now invalid what you just said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you, you know, it got to be stupid to have yeah. stupid people on like me. You yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. I, I imagine <laughs> I'll get here and it'd be like two hours of just dead air. Oh. Because I, you know, I don't talk much. <laughs> I, I say things telepathically. <laughs> but yeah, I love it though. Yeah. I, it's chill here. I could do this like, yeah, all day. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we've already gone quite a ways and we, we, haven't even touched our our second half of the questions yet. All so. right. <laughs> but yeah, there's been there's been many nights where we do this podcast and me and Roddy go, I really don't want to do this tonight. And then we get down and we're like, but we did that. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> I was relaxing. It was, I, I need to get that all that shit off my chest. Yep. Okay. 
Yeah, like it's therapeutic sometimes. You're just like going through a rough time and you're just like, you know what? Just talking with a buddy for for a long time, like talking to just talking your feelings out. Yeah, helps a makes lot. a big difference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know I feel like the Hulk if I can't go in and work out like I usually work out even 30 minutes or something. Yeah. After classes. And if I don't do it, I feel like, like, yeah, uh, got to do something. I need to get to that point because I haven't worked out for a while. I was working out for a while. I'm sure you heard about that on the podcast, but I have slowed down a bit. I know I need to, I need to get back into it. See, you can can come hang with me. Okay. We'll we'll get it done. Sweet. I'll, I'll earn that belt one way or another. Oh, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I'm going to start our second half of the question. Unless, did you have anything? No, that's it. I'm going to start the second half then. Um, So do you have any other hobbies outside of comedy that you feel might help with comedy? Yeah. um, uh, Playing basketball, you know, working out, that that helps uh, because I have time like when I'm on a treadmill to think I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. And if I want to put together something for a set, I have time to do that while I'm working out. So it's like two birds with one stone type of thing. So yeah, uh, my other hobbies, mostly just like being a dad. Um, I like to travel when I can. Um, Just mostly doing dad stuff, you know, going to parks, uh, trying to go bowling, you know, Putt putt golf. Oh, I love mini golf too. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Things like that. Those are my hobbies. Yeah, that's cool. Um, when I'm working, doing the DoorDash on the weekends, I, I love to listen to like podcasts or music. Yep. Mostly this podcast here, the stupidest podcast. Nice. So, well, thanks for the support, yeah. man. That that means so much to us. Like that you that you like us so much, and that like. You feel like we're we're doing good. That that makes yeah, me that that's why course. that's why I do it. Like that's why we do it. Like we want to be able to to help people and and have people listen and enjoy what they're listening to. Uh, I enjoy it, uh, even listening to stories from like some of the other comedians. Oh yeah, like, yep. you, you feel like you get you know to bond with them a little more. Yeah, yeah. Know? Well, it, it, it's exactly what it like. We want it to feel like we're just all hanging out. Yeah, like, yeah. And it, like whether it be after a, a comedy show, because we do that all the time, we just all hang out. Um, I feel like we just need to start recording that hangout and put it on the oh. podcast. Well, maybe not all of them, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them we want to keep to ourselves. So. Yeah, some of them maybe have, uh, maybe on the Patreon. <laughs> you got to pay for that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but. That's, well, that's cool. Well, what about uh, wrestling? Just watching wrestling. I know you were talking I, a little bit about yeah, that. Do you think that up, helps? I grew up watching wrestling, and I love it. Like, it's entertainment. Yeah. And, and what we're doing is like a form of entertainment. So, yeah, even as a kid, I was the one in the neighborhood. Like, we'd be getting shot at or whatever. Things happen. We're okay because we just snuck into the boxing gym, and I just made like three or four wrestling belts out of cardboard. So we're not thinking about the negative things that just happened. Yeah. We're having fun, having a good time. Like, and nowadays it's funny because I sit there and watch wrestling with my kids. Like they actually sit there and bond with me watching wrestling. So that's really cool. That's, that's very special. Yeah. What's some of your favorite wrestlers? Uh, the rock. I love the rock. Um, right now I don't really have a favorite, I guess. 
I love the uh, way CM Punk comes and gets in the fights backstage, you know, kicked out. I think that's all like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck it up if you sign me to a multi million dollar contract. Yeah. So, like, kudos to him. Like, he don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's just out here. How <laughs> about when you were a kid? Who was your favorite growing up? When I was a kid, um, I loved the Ultimate Warrior. Oh. I never knew what the hell he was saying. <laughs> or, you know, if he was on PCP or something. But, yeah. Yeah, I loved him. I loved The Undertaker. I got to uh, actually, like, I was right there in front of The Undertaker when he came to Springfield. Like he would, he, oh. he ignored me. He snubbed me, but I was right there. I, I was thinking like, damn, like I thought these wrestlers were sweaty. They putting on baby oil. Oh, you know, to make yeah. themselves look more buff. Yeah. Like, you know, I, that was fun. Like those are good memories. You know, the bad part about that is we all thought we were real wrestlers. So yeah, there was some of my friends that would get put like in the sharpshooter and. <laughs> They go home crying, you know. Yeah, so, you're like, you can't take hey, that, man. Come hey, on. Yeah, you should have tapped out. Like, <laughs> it's all fair. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I love wrestling. Uh, I'm I'm not afraid to say I still watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I'm like you said, it's very entertaining. Like I haven't watched it for a while, but I actually um, have been starting to watch uh, clips of it on Reddit. Okay. And it's, it's interesting still. Like, I don't know a lot of the wrestlers because I, like, didn't keep up with it. I loved it as a kid. I had, yes. like, all of the action figures that I could have and, like, like, or at least my favorites. I usually had, like, Steve Austin. Okay. Um, all, all them. Um, but yeah, so, like, but just watching the clips, like, it's, they still make it very entertaining. Yeah. And they really get hurt out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Vandy, who's one of your favorites growing up? Uh, Roddy Piper. Roddy, yes. yes. The Pied Piper. Yep. Yes. He had no filter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I liked, uh, he had three different uh, characters, but Mankind. Yes. Cactus Jack. And what was the other one? Dude Love. Yes, Dude Love. Dude Love. Yes. Yeah. I loved, I loved him. He was awesome. He really, he gave his body to the, to the game too, didn't he? Oh yes. my, yes. Like, I was watching a... I don't know if it was a documentary or what. It was a lot about his life. Um, but I don't, I think there was other wrestlers involved in it too. But yeah, he's lived quite the life. Like oh, he's yes. like put a lot of dedication, like not only with his body, like you're saying, but like family, like all of them, like with their family, their, their bodies, like their minds, like they, right. they take a toll. It's, it's a lot. There, at least like 300 plus days a year. Yeah. And, you know, being in stand-up, it's going to be times where if you're really passionate about this, you're going to have to put that time in like that. Exactly, yeah. So Yeah, because once you get to that certain point, you're going to be on the road. You're going to be doing a lot of stuff. And maybe not everybody uh, needs to go on the road, but, I mean, especially now with, like, YouTube and stuff like that, like, um, you can get your clips out there and stuff. But, um, yeah, just traveling around is – it takes a lot. Yes, Yes. Takes a certain person, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's something. That's one of my hobbies. Yeah. I love it. What's your favorite part of doing comedy? And what's your biggest fear in comedy? My biggest fear is that 
uh, everybody would like me and like, I have to go perform in front of like a couple hundred people. <laughs> I guess that's, that's my biggest fear so right now. Your biggest fear is success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> success to me is like, yeah, 200 people in a room, uh, 50 followers on Instagram. That's successful to me. Oh yeah. That's, that's a good goal to hit. And then you're going to, uh, oh, you're going to succeed because you're going to hit like 50,000 uh, and you're going to be like, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's something me being so like to myself, I guess I'm more of a person. I don't want to like put the crown on. I'd rather sit behind that person that has the crown on yeah. or to put it better. Like instead of being in front of a camera. Maybe I'm making ideas and like right behind the camera. Okay. I'm that type of person. So like, my biggest fear would be like, how would my anxiety deal with it? Mm. Well, I can see it because you are very like, you seem like a very analytical guy. Like you, you like to think about it, think of the process. You like to think of all of like what can happen, what can't happen, like how to do it, what not to do. Like yes. that, that seems like your focus. Like I, I like that. Like you need that too. Like, yeah. 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 That's coming from my pops. Like my, my dad was Nigerian and a lot of people don't know that, but like, you know, he's, he was so calm. My mom was the one that give you these hands <laughs> and she was yelling, Are you doing yeah. this and that. And, but then she talk about going to church. You need to go to church. God don't like ugly, but my dad was always calm. Like, ah, uh -uh. like, Hey man, what are you doing with that tink? You know, I remember he's gone now, but I remember him pushing me to be the best I can be. And you can always learn no matter how old you get. So that's a huge lesson. Yeah. that That's what pushed me, you know? Yeah. No, that, and that's a huge inspiration too. Like just, I don't know that it, it, it's getting to me. <laughs> like it, it made it to where like, okay. I can be this fighter and, and stand up for myself and do things without running away. But at the same time, there's um, times and places where you have to remain calm. And I learned that calmness from my dad. Like, yeah. I rarely seen him get mad. Like there was once he got mad and like he kicked me in my tailbone. But oh dang, like that hurt too. I like, can oh, imagine. Shit, I thought I got struck by lightning. Oh, I bet it went like through your entire body. Yes, yeah. yes. But like most of the stories I remember is like him teaching us, and it will always be like he would tell us in a story, but there would be a moral to it, and. Ultimately, that's where I want to come at with my comedy and my stories. Like, I want there to be a goal, even though we're all sharing laughs. Mm -hmm. Like, you learn this from it. So Yeah. Like, you, you, that's really, that's very good. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. You have the moral. Like, I feel like you are very similar in the fact, like, uh, Mike Birbiglia, he likes to do that. Okay. He likes He likes to have a... a a, a leading story like there's a, a main part to like the, the whole uh hour is one story but he's got other stories within it but you're learning morals in every little aspect of it but they also the morals also have punchlines and they're yes. funny and you're just like damn and somehow <laughs> it all connects exactly yeah. yeah yeah that would be a goal of mine like once i can master that like oh yeah i'm yeah. ready i'm ready yeah, and you're already there just with having that mindset. 
Like Thanks. you just got to, you just got to keep, keep doing it, man. Like that's, that's huge. I want to, I'm excited to, to see what you got coming. Yeah, we got this. Big things going to happen. Oh, yeah. We got this. The the front of your your uh, special is going to have you in the belt. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not the people's champ. <laughs> the people's champ. Yeah. Uh, so what is your biggest regret in your comedy career so far, if any? Um, So far that – um. I'm not as open with everyone. Um, I, I love hanging out with you guys and everything, but I don't get out much. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't have my kids on the weekends, my younger kids. So I need to like get more to, to get out more to open mics, socialize more. That's my biggest regret right now. Okay. Cause like, yeah, when I first start hanging out with you guys, you're all like so welcoming and everything. And, I would disappear. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to grab a drink or something, and I just dip. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, I, I love hanging out with you guys and, like, hearing your stories and listening. Like, it it really hits me, and I feel more comfortable with that. So yeah. I love that part of comedy, too. I love that it brings us some of us together. You're ready to be on this podcast, you're going to blow up. <laughs> yes that's that's how we think around here yep. that's right yeah as soon as it's as, time to blow up as yeah. soon as this airs watch your instagram it's, oh you're gonna you're gonna hit 50 in no time man and we get up to 65 i might give away like uh signed auto you know autograph posters of myself there you trying go. to look there sexy you go. There you go. playing <laughs> basketball or something there you go you know just, you're just dunking on somebody yeah. yeah. <laughs> on a six foot rim. Yeah. <laughs> Belt in one hand, ball in the other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I I love playing basketball too. I just I'm getting older now, so I don't do it as often. But yeah. Growing up where I'm from, we had a lot of good ballers like like Kevin Gamble, Ed Horton, Andre Gudala, you know, Jeff Walker. Doug Collins, there was a lot of people, and I'm older, so you're probably like, I don't know who the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> there was some killers though, and like I grew up like fortunate enough to be able to like learn from them, and everything I learned growing up, I soaked it in, and it ultimately it helped me like in the long run. It made me stronger, it made me wiser. So I take all you're of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So, did you actually get to play with these guys then? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Really some cool. of them were my mentors, like and yeah, like people like Andre Iguodala who played for the uh, Warriors. Like yeah, I grew up with him. That's yeah. really cool. They they actually we all went to the same high school, Lanfear High School in Springfield. Wow. So, yeah. It, I'm That's, proud of that. I'm proud of your high school team is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> hey, I I wasn't the best player though, but you know I've seen them. I've seen some good players. So. Well, especially if you got to play with them and learn from them, like that's that's really cool. Yeah. It's something yeah, I'm proud of. It. I'm proud of a lot of people from from my hometown. Yeah. So it's always good going back home. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, just playing playing basketball with them still. And, yes. Yeah, I would love to do something in the future, like with a show or something. Also, yeah, but that's that's on down the road. Oh yeah, know? yep. 
Man, that's that's really cool though. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Now you gotta like do the do the the picture with like just dunking on that guy. Sure. Right, right. <laughs> hey, let's let's make it happen. Get yeah. me up to sixty five followers. Yeah, there we go. On Instagram, we'll, we'll have him on uh, on that picture. But <laughs> if we can't get him, just Photoshop his face on whoever we get as the the actor. Right. There you go. <laughs> Give me some hair. <laughs> Let me get some hair. It's been a while. We're, we, we're going to need somebody with Photoshop skills. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's good. Have you, have you ever bombed? And if so, what did you learn from the experience? Yeah, I feel like I bombed my first, my first night on stage at Dublin. It's like, I know you think otherwise, but... Like, that was I, pretty good. I really, I don't know where I was going with my stories, but, um, someone said they yelled out, you suck. You're the bad part of the show or something. Mm. And I thought about oh, just okay. like, okay, I'm going to get off stage now, but it, it kind of like gave me more confidence. Like, okay, let me prove them wrong. Let me try to come back with something. Yeah. And all it took was me to hear a few laughs to keep going. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I think I got off stage too early. They gave us like three to five minutes or something. And yep. I probably did like three minutes. Mm-hmm. That that was my biggest regret. But yeah, I felt like I bombed that night. And it's okay to bomb. I feel like everybody has to bomb. Oh, yeah. Like, that's going to make you stronger. You're going to learn from it. Yeah. So. Well, especially like taking the mindset you, you did, like, oh, I'm going to show them, you know, like I'm, I'm going to come back. I'm going to do better. And and you did, yeah. Like you you succeeded for sure because you've had some really good sets, and it's it's uh, it's fun to see it. Like especially like if, if you think you bomb the first time, like there's a lot of people that bomb the first time, and that's all you ever see of them. Right. You never right. see them again. So like it's commendable that you came back and you came back with a, a vengeance. Almost you're like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. do it. I'm gonna with that yeah. with that fighting attitude you're like i'm gonna show you that i can i can do this you know like especially because like you said like you've been a comedy fan for forever yeah and you don't want because i can remember yeah yeah and you don't want one experience to ruin your dream exactly like your yeah. dream is better than one experience like so yeah that that makes me feel like okay you feel that way that's fine but in my opinion i'm about to go get this and make it happen yep let's make it happen yep yeah. I hate when people say I can't do something. Well, I, I like it because then it, it's a motivation. Like, I can't do it. Right. I'll right. show you. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good attitude to have, especially like in comedy because you are going to bomb. Like, you're going to bomb again. I'm going to bomb again. Vandy is going to bomb every single time. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. No, but... I kind of like it. <laughs> I, I had to say it. I had to say it. Uh, <laughs> but no, everybody's going to bomb. Everybody's going to have good sets. Like, it doesn't matter if you've gone on and done comedy even a hundred times. If you've gone in to do a comedy a hundred times, you've bombed a hundred times. That doesn't mean you're not going to be a great comedian. Right. Still you, get up there. Still get, get up there. Horse. Keep doing it, you yes. know? Like I was uh, watching this inspirational video on Reddit and it was about this person that 
people always say they're an artist. They're a very good painter. Um, painter and like they just draw with all sorts of things. And people always tell them now that they're good, they're like, oh, I, I wish I was born talented like that. And they're like, no, I was not born talented. If you saw my first paintings, you would say like, I am horrible and I should stop immediately. Right. Like I just, I grew and I learned and I kept doing it and I kept doing it. I was never this good until a couple of years ago. It just, it got, I got good. Like I just kept doing it, and I see it like you. You have more fun with it. I've yeah. noticed you like over over the last year. You have more fun with, when you're doing your sets. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love that too. Like because that's what it's all about. We're on this journey. Have fun doing it. Yeah. Like what's the point of being like miserable? And we're out here trying to make people laugh. Yeah. I, I I don't want it to feel like work. I just want it to feel fun. Because yes. if, it, if it feels like work, I don't want to do it. And I've told myself that from the very beginning. If I'm, I'm, if I'm writing, if I'm performing, whatever I'm doing, if it starts to feel like work, I take a break. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm not – it doesn't have to be a long break. It can be a day. But I'll just be like, nope, I don't want it to be work. I don't want to feel obligated to do this. I'm going to do it when I want to do it. And so I just – would I'll go to a movie or something instead of a, a set. Yeah. Like, just to clear things. Yeah. Just yeah. To, to, it's almost like a, a, a reset for me. Like, okay. okay, this is, this is the stopping point. I'm going to start up again tomorrow. Like tomorrow's another day. We're going to work hard. We're going to get it in and we're going to do a set tomorrow or we're going to do a set in three days. Like, let's just get ready for that set. Yes. There you go. That's true. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you just need that. That reset to to get you going, or yeah, I would blow up if if it didn't. Like if I didn't have time to myself, where I could, even getting on stage, like you need that. Yeah. Like if I didn't get on stage, I'd probably like <laughs> go crazy. I, my all my whole beard would be gray. <laughs> you know, but even though it's sexy, you know. Oh yeah, no, it looks it looks good. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only thing. Like you and Vandy, you guys both uh, are able to to get a little like like different color. And like mine's just it, mine's blonde. So if it like starts turning, it's just gonna be a different blonde. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you got the perfect shape going in though. Oh, thank you. I I I'm trying to work on the shape. I do need to give it a little trim. Actually, See, I look but. like the the caveman from the Geico commercials. <laughs> but it's whatever though. Like yeah, let's still get it. Yeah, I just realized like all three of us have beards. That's kind of neat. I like that. There we go. And more and more salt than whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all salt. Uh, <laughs> you guys are young still. So. <laughs> uh, so, would you consider yourself a funny person off stage? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Seriously, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm a prankster. Like, yeah. Even as a kid, like I was the one doing pranks. Like, like I said, bad things would happen in the, in the neighborhood, but I'm still trying to make people laugh. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, with my personality, like I think I'm funny, but a lot of times people take it as sarcastic because I'm so monotone and like just chill all the time mm-hmm. where you don't, you know, you rarely see me get excited or something, you know, but. Yeah, I think people, they, they're surprised. Like, wow, I can't believe you just said that, man. I, <laughs> I just spit my fucking beer out. Like, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't that good, but yeah. Yeah. 
But maybe like because of like that personality that they like perceive, maybe that's what makes it funnier to them because like they they don't see it often. And so it just hits harder for them because they're like, oh, man, like if this person did it, it wouldn't hit the same. But if you did it, it's hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Some of my jokes, you know, someone else might say, oh, get this creep off the stage, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's some dark shit. Like, I love uh, Patrick DeGeese and his <laughs> dark comedy, but yeah, I, I think about going that route sometimes too, but yeah. It's all, it's all what makes you feel good. Exactly. And yeah. you can try it out. Like, that's the, the, the good part about doing open mics is you can, like, go any direction at any time. Cause like I was listening to Pete Holmes, uh, I always bring him up, but he was talking about doing open mics now compared to like when he like was an unknown. He's mm-hmm. like, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot to like being an unknown. Cause you can be a one-liner guy to start and then you can change up to be a story guy. You can be a dark comedy guy. You can be like whatever you want to do. Like you can change your style whenever wherever because you're gonna have a different crowd so like if i decided to tell a story tomorrow night i i could do that because i'm an unknown comedian like people don't know my style like obviously i might get introduced by patrick and he'll say like i'm a one-liner guy but maybe i'll tell him before my set like hey i'm not a one-liner guy tonight like just give him a heads up so that way i'm not introduced that way but like that's that's the 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 good part is you could literally do whatever because nobody's gonna know you unless obviously you're gonna have a maybe a couple people that have seen at your show or something or Mm -hmm. somebody that you've talked to and you maybe even brought to the show they're gonna know right but other than that maybe the comedians but it's the crowd is gonna be they they don't care they just want to see comedy they want to laugh and most of the comedians, like, they care, but they don't care. Yeah. Like, well, They're going to be supportive anyway. Yeah, they're going to be you supportive because you're trying something new. Yeah. They're going to be, oh, that was so cool. Like, I like the way you did that. Maybe you could tweak this. Like, like whatever. They're going to give you uh, yeah. the positives and negatives. They're going to let you know. And they're going to be truthful about it. They're not yeah. going to bullshit you. Well, not all of them. There's some some people on some bullshit. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> Let me be serious now. Yeah. I'm so serious. I, you <laughs> are. Yeah, I can tell with that giant smile you got right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it and you it, that's what I like about comedy is you don't have to be a funny person off stage to be funny mm. on stage. Yes. Or vice versa. Like, Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> You're like, oh, at least on the, on the job application, I, I said that I didn't have that, but yeah. you know, it doesn't need, it's not needed. You know, it's just <laughs> suggested, not <Right>. required. Suggest- <laughs> uh. <laughs> what is your most memorable night of comedy? Uh, my most memorable night. Um, this, uh, when I was on stage or just overall, overall, overall. um, Bert came to Duluth and that was awesome. Like, because I was like questioning myself, like, uh, like I'm not putting in work like other comedians. Like, can I really like do this and like, you know, still have time to do other things and like seeing him on stage and like the energy and the whole building. That, that like it pumped me up. I'm like, yes, let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah. That's sweet. 
Well, yeah, because he's he's got energy. Yeah, he does, and and that, that's what I need sometimes. You know, I don't. You can't just be up there same way. The crowd's gonna feel off of that. They they're gonna yeah. feed off of that. You can't fake your energy. So you know, like when Vandy says, like you know, get up there. They don't know you. Yep. You know, they you probably won't even see most of them again in your life. Yep. Just get up there and do it. Like and. Have fun with it. Exactly. And, and with Bert, that, that was a big experience for me because I can relate like him being a dad. Cause I, I have all these dad stories too. And I'm like, I know you know what I mean, Vandy. Like, like things happen with your daughter and you're like, Oh my God. Like that was funny. Like <laughs> so people need to hear this. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was, that was a big moment for me. Um, just uh growing up and watching all the skits like uh from SNL I tell a, a bunch of uh Jack Handy jokes <laughs> from yeah. SNL and you know in living color Key and Pill like I love like skits oh, yeah. where I'm like somebody does something off the wall that's funny to me it might be weird but it's funny like yeah no I agree with you 100% yeah. like and I think we should like try to get a, a few yes, skits going because I think that'd yes. be a lot of fun to to get everybody in, and we can do everybody's ideas, and we can have everybody be an actor or actress, and and go from there. You know. Yes, I'm telling you, we're gonna have a blast. Yeah, a blast. We're gonna call it Twin Ports and Peel. No, we can't get Jordan <laughs> Peel probably. <laughs> just make sure he don't sue me for saying got out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we might have to contact him we might have to get him on board yeah so we might have to do this let's, just let's make some money yeah, yeah exactly we might have to <laughs> we'll have to have our people talk to his people <laughs> wait we are our people damn it how are we gonna do this <laughs> uh, hey it's gonna be about it's gonna start off as me trying to make it out of here off the rest yes and, <laughs> When when we're done with this, hit record on your phone. So we <laughs> we, yes. we need the footage. <laughs> uh, uh, so where's the coolest place that you've ever performed? The coolest place um, here, I gotta say, Dublin's. I love it, like the energy in there. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the crowd, but. Um, other than that, like I love going to the cities, um, where is that there? I'm really like, hey, nobody knows me. I can just like a hundred percent let loose with new material, whatever. Yeah. The only disappointing thing with that is like you have to sign up online for the list or whatever. So yeah, it's all like timing and scheduling and stuff. But yeah, and hoping that you get on and yeah, that's, yes, yep. yes. But here at Dublin's, yeah, it's like home. Like, yeah. Even I want to get to Patrick's more over in Superior. I, yep. Like I live in Superior. You know, there's no reason why I can't like say fuck these kids <laughs> and go do you know jump on stage for you know hang out with you guys for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Work on my material. Yeah, and stay as long as you like. If you can't say like the whole time, like at least showing up for a little bit would help you out just to get get a little bit of that interaction like even if it's like a little bit before the show yeah or a little bit after like at least then you have have a little bit you know yeah i lucked out the night i came in and saw vandy there yeah, yeah. you did but i'm like oh that's cool man i've been waiting to see you on stage like that's right. awesome 
Yeah, that timing was was yeah. real good on your part. And I got off stage. I saw you. You messaged me. I'm like, "Where's he?" I looked all over. Show <laughs> got over. I'm like, "Hey, where's he?" And they're like, yeah, "I didn't see him. I didn't even know he was here." Was yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hiding in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Gavin said that once. He was like, he was looking around. It was dark in there. Where Where is he? I don't see him coming to the stage. <laughs> I'm like, oh damn, not you too, Gavin. Like I, I know Joe Mosier's racist, but come on, Gavin. <laughs> No, Joe, I'm kidding. I, I yeah. love you, Joe. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's definitely going to like this episode. Yeah. <laughs> or, or he's going to hit me upside the head yeah. with that wizard stick. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> well, he's either going to do that because of the, this episode or he's just going to want that belt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe he's challenging you for the You're going to have to hey, ask him. I got an open challenge. <laughs> I have an open challenge for it. Nice. <laughs> Uh, where would you do a special if given the opportunity? Oh, I love it up here, but like I would, I would want to go back home mm. just so everyone I grew up with, like, uh, like, yeah, that would be. I could see it. It would pack. It would pack a building, a venue. Oh yeah, and I'm sure everybody and, up here would be coming down to see it. Oh uh, yeah, thank you. Oh um, yeah, so you wouldn't have to worry about like doing it up here. We'll follow you. Okay. And, and the tickets are on you. I'll, I'll, I'll buy them. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy, I'll buy all the tickets for me. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to save myself. There you a go. Lot. Trying to save myself some money in the future. <laughs> no, yeah. I dream about going home and, and doing even a little show, like yeah. something small is fine. And mm-hmm. just, um, yeah, to give that back. Cause yeah. like it's a blessing that, uh, that, uh, came out of where we came from mm-hmm. because uh, where I grew up, the John Hay homes, it's, it was like notorious projects like um, South of Chicago, you know, Chicago had Cabrini greens, Robert trailer homes, like where I grew up at, it was rough. Okay. Like we saw a lot of things, but we made the best of it. Yeah. And the ones of us that are still blessed to be here, like we really appreciate that. Like the bad times and the good times because it made us who we are today. Yeah. And I'm stronger because of that. Like, so. Yeah, that's. Going back home to do a show like in Springfield, Illinois, I guess that that would be my answer. And spreading that love back yeah, to, yeah, back to your hometown. Back, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. All right. Yeah. So do you know like comedians down in that area then? Yes, I know a few. Okay. Um, there's one guy, uh, Philadelphia Ray. He's actually from Philadelphia. Okay. He's like the only Eagles fan in, in Springfield. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's good peoples and he's been like showing me like the little ins and outs of producing too. Oh, nice. Because, That's really cool. Yeah. I watched like Patrick and Dustin and I'm like, I want to learn how to do that too. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know every, every aspect and see this from every angle. Yeah. Like, I want to know all of it. Like, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And they are very good to, to watch because yeah. they, they know what they're doing and they yes. put on some really good shows. Yes. All the shows are good. Yeah. Like, more people. We need you out here supporting us. Exactly. Oh, that's that's really cool. Uh, yeah. Maybe you could uh, talk to them and maybe produce a show down there and we can make a road trip of it. Yes. That would be fun. Yeah. We, and yes. obviously, you, you said you know comedians down there, so we can do just... Get a couple from up here, a couple from down there, and just do a, a show that 
incorporates everybody. Yeah, we collaborate. Yeah. yeah. Let's come up here. Let's go down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe bring them up here, too. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Imagine all of us in the same, like, uh, van, like a party van or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, would... You'd have to roll the windows down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, be good times, though. Oh, yeah. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> All right, so uh, what what do you normally wear on stage? Uh, would you like to change? And if so, what would you like to wear? Um, I'd like to be brave enough to like dress up like like um in a suit or something sometimes like or okay. you 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 always dress sharp yeah. you know with the vest and the yeah. different yeah I love that me like I'm like oh fuck it like I'm gonna wear what I have. Yeah. Then there's some nights where I'm like, oh, cause I, I love collecting shoes. Mm. So I try to coordinate, you know, I try to coordinate yep. the shoes with whatever I'm wearing or oh, whatever, yeah. you know. Well, especially if you had a big collection, that's, that's a good idea. I, yeah. I wish I had that. I don't, I don't have the best shoe selection. That's why I usually wear the same shoes. <laughs> See, other than having kids, that's why I'm broke. <laughs> that's why he's broke. <laughs> all that DoorDash money going towards Nikes, and Adidas. And... So, do you like have like a wall of them, or like how do you how do you like? Oh yeah, there's like um, I'm like a, a female, I guess, with, with that aspect because <laughs> I'm like I have shelves like okay. They're not high. They're like maybe up to four feet tall. And I just put all my sneakers in there. There's some I don't haven't even worn yet. Oh, wow. And that's all like something just like with comedy, you know, something that um, I enjoy doing. Yeah. Like I love sneakers. Like I was a basketball junkie as a kid. So, yeah, I mean that they correlate a lot. Yeah. I know they have a lot of different brands out there that like to do that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I do that with disc golf discs. <laughs> I, I would love to get out there and play that too. Oh, yeah. Uh, they have a few parks in Superior. Yeah, yep. I'm like, God, that looks hard. Well, there's one really difficult course in Superior. It's uh, Superior Municipal Forest. And it's... Yes. Yeah, it's, yes, it's, if, you, if you play the long tees, that is very difficult. So mm -hmm. that's... Not going to be for beginners, but if you do the, the short tees, those are, that's easier. It's not easy in some of them, but it's, okay. it's easier. So like, do you get mulligans? I mean, it depends on how you play. Like if we're playing league, you don't, but right. if you're playing just like you and me, yeah, well, we can do mulligans. Okay. Yeah. We don't, right. there's no, there's no rules in if you're just playing a rec round. Oh, well, let's, yeah. let's go have fun. Oh, man. yeah, for let's sure. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm down. And I, uh, I can even bring you to Superior Municipal Forest and we can just play around there. I, it's going to be tough. We might lose a disc or two, but I'll, yeah. I'll bring some extra ones that you can just have. Okay. <laughs> like, you can have some discs. Like, I have too many. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could ever have too many. If yeah. it's something you love, that's, you'll never have too many. That's true. You haven't seen his collection. <laughs> <laughs> is it horrible? Is it that bad? Oh, I'll, I'll show you yeah, some discs yeah. after. Uh, <laughs> I have two bags full of discs that I use, and then I have another bag or bag and a half of discs that I won't use. Mm. So, is this something you've done before the pandemic? Uh, so we started roughly around like it was. We started basically at the pandemic because um, a lot of disc golfers got into disc golf uh, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, that's when it like kind of hit its boom, but we actually hit it a different reason. So we actually, Josh and Chantel, my roommates, 
they just bought five baskets at an estate sale for, I think it was like a hundred and some dollars. So Ooh. five baskets for a hundred, like normally one basket is a hundred and some dollars. So they got five baskets for a hundred and some. Wow. And so we were just like, oh, it's another yard game. We love yard games. You know, we'll just have another fun thing to do. And then all of a sudden Josh and I realized like, this is, this is it. This is fun. Like we're, we're going to try this. And then, so he bought some discs. I already had discs. I had four discs before. So I used those and he just had like his discs that he bought, like got with the baskets that he Mm -hmm. got, which were not great quality. We, those are probably in the trash by now, (laughs) (laughs) but so he used those and he ended up buying more discs and it just became a thing, you know, and now we've been doing it for, I think three years now. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. I love sports. Like, yeah. I'm just, I grew up an athlete. Like, I was good at basketball. I wish I could have done, like, everything. Yeah. I'm just that type of person. Like, oh, I see that. That looks fun. I want to I want to learn how to do it, so. Exactly. Yeah, and it just, we started off as just a game, and then it became a, a hobby okay. pretty quickly. So, and we actually just got done on Monday. We had our disc golf day, and uh, around this time of year, every year, we like to go to a couple different courses that we've gone to every year around this time. And it's just a, a nostalgic thing. You know, right. we just like it. It's just the the air is exactly the same. So it's just like crisp, like fall air. And we putt with our pumpkin putters. <laughs> so we like get into the spirit and it's just, it's just amazing. Hey, you have to explain the pumpkin putters. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's different discs. You have your putters, your mid ranges and your drivers for different distances. Right. And uh, so when we first started, we bought, uh, cause it, we started this time of year. And so when we were buying discs, we just bought a, a putter that looked like a pumpkin, just had oh, a pumpkin okay. face on it. And so we each have one. And so we like at this time of year, we always putt with our pumpkin putters. <laughs> and so that that's what we do. And they are completely different than the, the putters that we use. So we were struggling. I actually did okay, but Josh was struggling putting. Okay. And uh, I hit a couple good ones, but I did miss a few where I'm like, if I used my putter, I would have made it. <laughs> See, it sounded like you were going somewhere else with that. Oh. I'm like, wait a minute, pumpkin putter? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's what we ended up using for for that. All right, that's all good. Yeah, so, I, I like how we were talking about clothes and it got to disc golf. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> this summer always gets to this <laughs> somehow. <laughs> but um, yeah. if you could open for any comedian, who would you want to open for? If I can open for anyone, um, hmm. I think it probably would be uh, maybe someone like Dion Cole or um, I, I'd open for like Joe Rogan. Like, that'd be awesome. That would like, be amazing. Damn. Then I'd get over 65 followers for sure. Oh, I like, bet you'd get like 67. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, got to set those goals yeah. higher. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying like. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be yeah that'd be good though because like his personality like fuck he just like i love people with no filter because they're not hiding they're like that's real that's some real shit yeah i love that like even if you hurt my feelings i'm sensitive like but i'd rather you like no filter yeah so even though i'm not that way like i try to sugarcoat things for people but 
But well, and it's all dependent on the situation too. Who you're with, who you're around. Like you want to work with your audience too. Right. Sometimes you know. Yeah, yeah. Like there's people that want to hear the the clean stuff or the the naughty rotties or. I don't yes. know if that's what do you call your stuff naughty Roddy or is uh, that No, I, I have a different name that I can't say on air. Oh, okay. Hey, if that's what you like to call your piece, you know. <laughs> <laughs> More power to you, bro. Yeah, I mean I mean I, I didn't pause. I, I thought <laughs> I thought I told you that in confidence, but that's fine. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah. you know, uh, thousands of people are listening. Yeah. Could be more. Yeah. So. Well, especially because, like, this this, this episode is going to be out there then. And then maybe once it hits big, like, once we have Joe Rogan on as a guest. Yes. We're going to probably have another 67 people listening. (laughs) (laughs) We off there then, huh? It's the big times. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, (laughs) then we got to start, like, figuring out how – how we're gonna even handle the 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 intake of people? Oh my god! I know. What are we gonna do? I, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't think the internet can handle they, the amount of people that are gonna be coming. Ooh, shut that shit down. Website's gonna blow up. Yeah, exactly. I, I I think I set the the maximum amount of people for our website to be sixty five. <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> the two people are gonna get screwed Uh-oh. out of this deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I would say Joe Rogan, maybe Yo, Joe Rogan over Dion. Yeah, I, I do okay. Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he has some great topics too. Yeah, like, like that would be talk amazing. We'll see what, we do. what was that? I said we'll talk to him. We'll see what we do. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll connect you guys. We'll All connect right. you. <laughs> give us give us a, a, like a week or two and we're going to need a little bit of time. All right. I'm <laughs> I'm going to be blowing your shit up every day <laughs> Where's well I haven't heard from him. I haven't heard from him. Where is he at? <laughs> no, I said Joe Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's getting to that time of the night, Roddy. Well, uh, I just want to see, just want to make sure I know what time of the night it is. But I, I usually forget to ask this, so I just want to ask, is there anything else that you might want to talk about before we get to the the, the that that time of night? Well, no, I just, uh, as long as we, we make it home so- safe, like, we're good. Yeah, um, as, as long as you get out. Yeah, if I get out. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Uh, Hi. Well, sweet. No, if you don't have anything, Vandy, what what time of the night are you even talking about? Dedication time, baby. Dedication time. So every time we have uh, a guest on or we don't have a guest on, we like to dedicate our episodes to a comedian. Um, And then when we do have a guest on, we like to have the the guest choose who they want to dedicate their episode to. So, Eamon, who would you like to dedicate your episode to? Okay. Um, Like I told you guys earlier, uh, I thought about going the T.I. route because I felt so bad when he was bombing. But no, um, this one, uh, I want to dedicate it to a good friend of mine. She's also a comedian. She lives in New Jersey, New York area, and her name is Khalees Hawkins. Uh, she really like motivated me to get into this, that I could do it. And just seeing her success, I know 
Like, I won't make it as big as her, most likely, but, like, having someone like that who's made it tell you, you can do this, that really meant a lot to me. And, like, I just shout out to her and, like, much love. And she's funny as fuck. <laughs> Khalees Hawkins. She's been on, like, The Tonight Show and things like that. You guys need to, like, look her up. Yeah, she's... for sure. No, I know we talked about it right before the, the episode. And yeah. I, I definitely am going to be looking her up because that... That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that happened. Somebody uh, dedicates somebody that I don't, I've never even heard of. So Yeah, yeah she's a I'm good friend. To look into her. Good friend of mine. I appreciate uh, the advice she gives me. And, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I had the courage to jump on stage. Okay. Damn. So, yeah. How long has she been doing comedy, do you know? Oh, she's been doing it like 15 years plus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, she's... Like she's a writer, uh, for a few shows and she's still doing her stand up thing, but she's like just multi talented. That's really um, cool. Yeah. Just, um, really appreciate it. So I'm going to dedicate it to her. Yeah. It, that's awesome. Um, yeah. If you guys are in that area, uh, go support her, uh, listen to her stuff. Uh, does she have some stuff online? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, you can find her on Instagram. Um, had trouble loading my phone up, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, tough to, to connect sometimes, so I do apologize for no, that. No, no worries. Uh, yeah, Khalees Hawkins. Uh, just look for her on Instagram. Also, you can look for me. I hate to throw no, my that's, plug. No, th this is the perfect time. Let, let's get it up to 67 yeah. followers. Yes, hurry um, up, guys. Got it. You got to be the – if you're the 67th person, do they get the poster? They get a, a autographed poster of me – Trying to play basketball while looking sexy. There you go. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I I'm, like it. I'm, already, I'm already a follower. So I'm going to create a, a, a second account. So I'm the 67th person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do want to throw a shout out to uh, all the local comedians here. Come out to our shows. Support them. I can't pull up when our next show is, but I'm sure you guys. Yeah, will yeah, we. Take uh, care of that. Yeah, we have um, all the shows that are coming up. If you guys are interested, uh, just go to Twin Ports Comedy uh, on Facebook, on social media. Uh, you'll see all of the shows that are coming up. Um, I like to post as many as I can on my social media. We like to do that on the the podcast as well whenever we have the opportunity. Um, we do have. Um, shows on our event page as well uh, and that also gives you the link to the Twin Ports Comedy Facebook so uh, that's going to have everything on it so if you guys are interested in any of the local shows um, just check there it's it's right. a great great place to, to go and get some laughs yes and we all need laughs yep yes yeah. uh, uh, before I go I do want to tell you guys I appreciate you having me here yeah well thank you for being oh, on nice man I don't know how you guys did it, but yeah, I actually talked for more than ten minutes. Yeah, well, so. right now you're you're eclipsing. It's it's like almost two and a half hours. <laughs> so you you did good. Yes, I think I deserve this belt right now. Yeah, you you okay. definitely deserve that belt, man. That and it looks good on you too. Thank I like you, it. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate yeah. you guys. Well, thank you, man. Like, is there anything? You. Oh. What were you gonna say, Vandy? Well, I just said appreciate you, man. Yeah. Hey, right back at you, Vandy. Hey, we got to link up. We all link up. You're going to help me with the bowling. Oh, yeah. I'll help you with the bowling, golf. with the disc golf. 
Yeah, it, you're it, gonna. Have, well, since I'm, I'm gonna teach you how to disc golf. You're gonna have to teach me how to how to throw some some basketballs in a hoop. Right, I got you. I like playing. I'm just not good at it. I just I, I've tried. I, I so I'll play like I used to play quite a bit actually with my stepdad. Um, but I would lose to him. So I I want to be able to to beat him. So if if you can help me I with that, you. I will help you with disc golf and bowling for sure. Hey, my minor is in coaching basketball. Oh, so do I? I got you. I'm gonna win this next match up against him then. <laughs> We're we're gonna get this done. Say less. I got you. <laughs> no, appreciate you guys though. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure, man. yeah. Thanks for being on. Is there anything else you wanna to plug, or do you wanna like put your what your Instagram is? Oh yeah, let's get it up to sixty-seven followers. I'm at Instagram at i m dot e m e n. Awesome. Sixty-seven followers. I'm the man. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> well, sweet. Well, yeah. Follow, uh, follow Eamon, uh, follow us. Um, and yeah, thank you again, Eamon. Um, you can always catch us actually, Vandy. You, this is what you like to do. I'll let you do this. <laughs> hey, you guys can always check us out. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We're on uh, Snapchat at the stupidest pod. We got TikTok. Um, we got Twitter slash X. Um, we got a huge following on Reddit. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's going anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I I tried to get Reddit going, but uh, it didn't didn't land. Well, let's go. We can get it all going. Yeah, we like, might have. To, yeah, we might have to switch it. Hey, what's it called? OnlyFans. All of that. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, the stupidest everything. Yeah. We out here. Yeah, you yeah. guys got this. Yeah, we have the stupidest OnlyFans. That would be fun. <laughs> I kind of want to get always, that. Always check us out, though, at www.thestupidestpodcast.com. And if you guys got any questions, anything you want to hear on the podcast, maybe a theme episode you'd like to hear, or maybe you just want to be a guest, shoot us a message over at uh, our email at... Uh, the stupidest podcast at gmail.com. You guys can hit us up on our socials, so whatever. I mean, we usually get back pretty quick. Think I missed, Roddy? No. Um, otherwise, like I said, if you guys want to hear uh, anything from the Twin Ports comedy, uh, we always do our, our open mics. We have our Tuesday mic, uh, Tuesday night open mic is at the Caddy Shack at 8 o'clock. Uh, we have the Twin uh uh, <laughs> Superior Tavern is what I was trying to say. Right. On Wednesdays at seven o'clock, we have uh, Dublin's on Thursdays at eight, and we have Dublin's on Fridays at ten thirty. So we got four open mics now. Uh, we're trying to get more. We're getting more shows. We're getting a lot of stuff going. If you're interested in that, check us out. Check out the Twin uh, Twin Ports Comedy. Check out the Stupidest Podcast. Our event page is up to date uh, most of the time. <laughs> I try to keep it up as often as I can, but sometimes I miss it. Um, it always has the shows, but it doesn't always have the open mic. So I'm going to try to keep up on that as often as I can. So and One last word. You guys are doing great things. The Stupidest Podcast. You people, get out here. Follow them. Support us. Let's go. Support them. Let's go, the stupidest podcast. Hell yeah. That's where it's at. Yeah, let's on on that. Uh, Otherwise, thanks again, guys. Have a good one. Have a good one. Thanks, you too.